There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 1-1 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. An unusual show, and I'll tell you why first. Girls, sorry. Uh, the bad news up front. No JJ tonight. No JJ. He is... Uh, he has some um, situations at his uh, vast farm up in New Hampshire that he has to attend to. He might be calling in later. The good news, though, Mill Skills and Gigi Gills, is for the first time in a while, we know Ms. Coco on the street. That's Commander Colbert joining us. Coco, Cece, how are you doing? Good evening, Mac. As always, a pleasure and a privilege to join the formation, get on the wing mm-hmm. for an exciting episode of McMillan's Military X-Files. Up on the... Uh, yeah, okay, up in the compound. Formally. Yes, the compound. Things are going well at the compound, with the exception that the metal roof is not here yet. Oh. So I'm sitting under a tarp, mm-hmm. and as you're experiencing uh, the wind, it is like being on yes. a yacht under sail, constantly packing back and forth with the tarp flying around up there. Interesting. I'm a little bit cranky in the show. It's because I haven't been sleeping because I'm under a blue tarp. It's like being back in Florida without the Florida temperatures. Wow, huh? So, so you're getting a metal roof put on... Yes, metal roof, yep. but because of all the crazy shortages and supply chain issues and stuff, the Commander Cobra, you know, specials that I get involved in, yes. uh, it was delayed, uh, but the guys were here to take the roof off, so we got the roof off. Wonderful guys that are doing the work, mm. and um, it's just holding up because I'm, I've got my solar cells kind of like floating in uh, in the ether waiting to be mounted. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to start, you know, turning sunlight into electricity. So so, so if there is World War Three, we are going to your house. Is that the, uh, that's the plan, I right? may not be here, but, uh, you know, everybody you knows where in? the key is yeah. and just be nice <laughs> yeah. to Zeppelin. Okay. Um, as long as you bring Raven, okay. uh, Raven really kind of knows the, uh, I got the lay of the, the land. Lay of the land, okay. There with Mrs. Cobra pretty well. They've got a, that whole thing kind of worked out. Okay, yep, all right, good. All right, that's good, plan A. I'm there. Speaking of Raven, well, before we speak of Raven, uh, Switch is uh, almost through moving his headquarters. He's going to be joining us in a future show in the near future. Switch. Um, so, uh, but um, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York is with us, Raven. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Raven. Hi, my friends. I'm very good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for having me. All right, good. All right. Now, um, we should be a TV show. However, you have your hat on tonight. A hat on, please explain. So I, I ordered this hat and I was so excited to get it, but yes. I ordered it at the end of winter. But then up here in sideways, New York, it's been minus two degrees for like a week. Okay. So I was like, well, I'm just going to wear it. So okay. I have my special haircut tucked up into the hat. See, that's what everyone's going to be wondering about now. The haircut. Where's the hairdo? But then when we see you without the hat next week or very soon, the hairdo will be even that much more alluring. How's that? Exactly. Okay. And a little bit longer. 
Yep. Okay, wow. Sort of like, you know, the whole thing with a caterpillar. You know, her hair is underneath there, and the you know, right. big uh, reveal comes next week. All right, so we're going to... Yeah, it's just like cocooning. We're talking about bugs cocooning. now? Oh, cocooning. Okay, that's right. That's really fascinating when you think of it as a freaking caterpillar turns into a butterfly. I mean, what the, who, who came up with that? I mean, that is very, very strange when you think about it, isn't it? Well, I would go with God, but you know me, I'm kind of Come one-dimensional on. yeah. when it comes to You think he did that? Think that's oh, yeah. His handiwork? Okay. <laughs> okay, so coming up uh, later on in the show, very shortly, we're going to be talking to Chris Ah, good friend of the show. And as it turns out, uh, a series that Mac Maloney does on Sail Everywhere called Codename Starman features a um, Navy detective, and it's based on Chris Ah. The character's name is Chris Ah. We're going to talk to the real Chris Ah tonight. He'll be joining us. Always an interesting conversation. And then uh, later on, Jekka Johnson is going to be calling in. He has this uh, really crazy story about um, police in the U.K. Ch- uh, chasing UFOs, and I guess at some point the Ministry of Defense stepped in and told them to stop or something like that. It's one of those stories. Jocko will be telling us about that. And, uh, you know, who knows what else. But, you know, we have now, gang, is, uh, well, let me just uh, ask everything else. So, Cobra, other than your metal roof, everything else okay with you? Yeah. Um, it's been a very busy uh, few weeks since I've talked to you last. I've been keeping yes. you posted on some of the travel. Yes, yes. Uh, I was all over uh, from the East Coast out to Oklahoma and points there with oh. uh, numerous stops. I do have one thing of interest I'd like to, to uh, mention to you, Mac. Go ahead. Uh, I stopped at the uh, National Museum of the Air Force at Wright-Patterson oh, Air Oh, yeah. I always wanted to go there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, I've, you know, as a kid, as a youngin, I started to see when that museum was formed. And I've been to all the museums uh, for military aviation in the U.S. And it was a great chance to stop. I saw some folks there. But here's what I found, aside from the just the fantastic uh, setup they've enclosed. A great deal of the museum. They have four super, super big hangars mm-hmm. with the aircraft. I mean, it's just amazing to walk in these B-2s. There's uh, nice. aircraft hanging from the ceiling, experimental models, line aircraft. The F-82, I thought of you. Nice. I uh, was standing right next to it, you know, and I was thinking of uh, how many times you featured that and some really cool uh, stories in, uh, that you've written. Cool. But uh, I uh, picked up three books. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a very large uh, display in the shop uh, around UFOs. Oh, uh, one of the books. Really? One of the books is called uh, "Military Response to UFO Activity" by Dr. Stephen Cox. Mm. Uh, I found out that that particular Dr. Stephen Fox is a former Coastie, and he has uh, done some research. So I've reached out to him. I'm enjoying his book. There's a book about the airships uh, that were seen in the 1890s nice. all through Texas, California, Michigan, part of uh, the Oklahoma Territory because it wasn't a state yet. Yep. Uh, very, very interesting, and I've seen a lot of interesting parallels to it. And another book written by a retired Air Force uh, civilian uh, engineer who was at Wright-Patterson talking about all the uh, connections to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base with yep. ETs. Yes. And the first part of his book, he's talking about um, Exeter. And oh, really? uh, he's made trips to all the places around it. Oh, cool. So I was really uh, impressed that these books are on display. It's not something that's being you know shunned uh, at the uh, Air Force Museum. It is a national museum. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And hmm. uh, I've had a good time. I've actually reached out to a number of the authors just to, uh, well, I have a history starting with you of doing that. So get, their, uh, uh, it's been kind of fun. get that Coast Guide guy on. We'll ask him if he thinks Popeye was in the Navy or the Coast Guide. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. I'll take care of that. Okay. Uh, since he's a doctor, you'll probably believe him. So that, uh, that'll take care of it. <laughs> Why not? That day is coming now. That show is coming there, wise guy. Yeah, yeah, you can keep it up all you want. I presented evidence, and you said I manufactured it. You said it was some kind of like Russian well, pollution no, thing. No, so, no, no, listen, I'm listen. Just, we also we, pre- we presented evidence that said that he was in the Navy. 
He, I didn't say he wasn't an A. He was on the Coast Guard first. I consistently explained and presented all the evidence to you. I don't think the word consistent is in there, to tell you the truth. But, okay. I think his story changed a little bit once that we presented the evidence that he was in the Navy. Is that, or am I misremembering? Well, as I explained to you, Coast Guard people were in the Navy during World War II. Okay. Coast Guard was part of the Navy. It's all right. Like Did you explain that, though? You know, me... it, it doesn't hold that same kind of Go ahead. weight that you're trying to add. No, no. I'm, I'm One last thing. You, ha- you normally ask about my background picture. Go ahead. So. In the picture is the uh, is the Hawk, which yes. was one of the uh, great training airplanes. Uh, we actually have a version of it with the U.S. Navy, the T-45, mm-hmm. uh, as a trainer for the Navy. Um, it took its last flight uh, with the RAF this past week. Is that right? Yeah, it's been around forever, man. And the Red Arrows are the only ones in the RAF oh, that are yeah. going to still use it for a while longer. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, quick shout out to... Uh, Who makes that? To, uh, uh, it was British Aerospace. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it together and the u.s uh bought a lot of them as trainers yeah they've, they've been around yeah, man. For, yeah, for the uh for the advanced portion of uh, carrier landings that's an interesting thing that's changing yeah. in mm-hmm. the uh, in the air force i'm so, impressed in the navy for the uh, how they're going to do the uh, carrier training hey raven you notice how he uh just kind of went off uh from popeye real quick there and he starts talking about the airplanes in his background okay well listen mac if you if you want to if you want to continue to embarrass yourself that's it's not embarrassing all i'm asking is all night long it's your show sir when this when this argument started not argument uh you know difference of opinion or whatever started seven and a half years ago were you saying then that the coast guard was part of the navy in world war ii you were just slavishly tied no when popeye was created yes when popeye was created go ahead Popeye was in the United States Coast Guard. His first mention is when he is fighting with the character that later becomes, what that's Brutus. Yes. In the Arabian Nights adaption of what they did. And wow. there's the part where he says, stop yeah. in the name of the United States Coast Guard. Okay. I sent you the clip with know. about 12 other articles. I don't remember that clip. I don't remember that clip. Sorry. All right. Okay. We'll have a showdown sometime. Okay. You ready? Because we have evidence that says he's always been in the Navy. Always been in the Navy, and maybe when he retired, he was in the Coast Guard or something. You know, who knows? But he was a Navy sailor. He's a sailor. Popeye the Sailor Man. Right. Okay. Raven, are you still awake? Do you know who, I'm here. Do you know who Popeye <laughs> is, Raven? Do you have any idea who Popeye is? Yeah. I yeah. Watched That's him the as reason a kid. why she liked to have spinach. Yeah. Actually, I love spinach. You do? Really? Yeah? Does it make you stronger? Probably not. No? But. Okay. All right. Well, it's good for you, though, right? I like it. Yeah. I think it tastes good. I, I I like it with lots of butter and stuff on it. But anyway, <laughs> that's just me. It doesn't make me stronger either. Does it make you stronger there, uh, Coco? Spinach. It, it it does help with the uh, with the uh, blood. Oh. The uh, iron content in, iron. in it is really, really oh. good for uh, producing that good virus uh, in the uh, red blood cells, oh. which is great for oxygen carrying. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. All right. This has been our cooking segment here on Agnelli's Military Exhaust Show. So listen, this is what we're going to do. We have five questions for Cobra, okay? Five questions for Cobra. He's the expert on everything we talk about on here. And someone wrote in the other day, and they said, uh, you know, what's what's?" they basically had a question about artificial intelligence and... Um, um, it's one of the big buzzes right pilots, now. Right, AI five, is one of those really big buzz things. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's happening. It's just a question of when it's going to happen. So we're talking about artificial intelligence and fighter pilots, fighter planes uh, tonight. Because it seems like whenever you see artificial intelligence, it's completely, it's always kind of linked to fighter pilots and fighter planes. Like right now, with just just drones, okay, they they can you know drop bombs on Afghanistan or 
Iraq, anywhere in the Middle East, and they're controlling the drone from Cannon Air Force Base in Nevada. That's how that's that's the projection that just drones have. It's actually Creech Field, Cannon oh, to right? New Mexico. Just okay. we get those letters in there. Uh, okay. I didn't let you uh, go too far astray there. Thank you very much. I like that whole Popeye with the uh, okay. Coast Guard. Of the See why? Now, why I do you have to bring it up? I thought we put that to bed. So, uh, so anyway, so that's that's just a drone. So you can imagine, and like a um, you know, a UAV, a fight a, pi- a fighter jet that doesn't have a pilot in it. So anyway, we have five questions of Coconut about this. Okay, so first of all, this is what I just want to know: what what can a what can AI, artificial intelligence, what can that do that a pilot can't do? There's two probably important things that the AI can do um, that the human uh, occupant, the human operator, is is not able to do. The probably the most important thing, the first thing, is that there's no physiological limits for the AI. So you don't have to have things like oxygen. You don't have to worry about uh, the occupant being out. Um, those kinds of things will happen. So AI. Uh, doesn't have any physical, physiological limitations that the human body does in in the flying portion. So that's probably the the, the number one big part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next part, and the reason that AI is uh, such an interesting um, development as it as it's coming along, is that as with all computers, in the case of AI, it's able to do um, uh, calculations and decision matrices, matrices excuse me, very very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it can come up with a very quick uh, solution to a presented set of factors uh, that it's facing. So it, it tends to be faster than a human. But I, I want to point out from the beginning, AI is created by humans yep. yes. uh, at this point. Now, yep. it is possible that you can create AI that will be able to create other AI, physically you know, control I guess close. the mechanisms like the 3D printing and all the other things coming online that can actually make other machinery yep. on its own. But AI is a creation of human beings. It's it's not. It hasn't got to the point where it steps off by itself. Okay. So okay. So then the, the second question is then what what can a what can a fighter jet with a human in it do that AI can't do? Well, AI is code. Everything that you do in in AI software is coding. Mm-hmm. So that means someone has to write that code. You can actually, you, in some instances, use AI to help you develop code. You have to make a, deci- a series of, of, of steps and decisions in coding for the AI to run through to do activities, mm-hmm. to fly the aircraft, to put into position to shoot a weapon system, to drive a ship, to drive the aircraft, yeah, yeah, to do all those kinds of things. Now, what AI will not do presently is AI will not do irrational things. And sometimes irrational things that humans do are what turn battles, what turn fights. Yeah, yes. Let me give you a quick case in point. Go. The F-14 versus the F-18 or the F-15, there are legendary stories of F-14 pilots and crews, pilots yep. in Rio, yes. that were flying that aircraft, that when they would fight other people, would do things that AI could never be programmed to do. Interesting. You could have you could swing the wing. The wings swing swung right. automatically on an F-14 so that when it was slower, the wings were forward, it would go into a swept mode as it went faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a F-18 or an F-15, saw that the F-4 was coming in with its wings swept, 14, yep. they assumed that it must be going fast because mm. if it's going fast and it won't be able to rapidly convert it, then they would make certain uh, adjustments with their aircraft to get into a kill position. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The F-14 guy that was very, very good at this, there's many renditions of this story, pulled the circuit breaker on that swing wing, <laughs> came in slow with the wings swept back, oh, cool. falling like a rock, Yeah, yeah. got in front of the F-18, <laughs> 
threw the switch in, threw afterburners, pulled the nose up like Top Gun. And now the plane shoots up, rapidly decelerates, slams them. And here's the F-18 sitting in front of him. The guy goes, Fox 2, that's it. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No AI at this point is going to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So let me just say at first that F-14s, they're retired now, but there was this huge Navy fighter. It was a fighter that took off from aircraft carriers. It's It's the plane that was in the first Top Gun. And it's like this big, huge, unbelievable fighter that used to have you know, a lot of different kind of air-to-air missiles and stuff like that. The F-15 is kind of like the Air Force's, you know, top dog. Uh, has never been defeated. It's just a great airplane. Right. So, and then the F-18 is— a fantastic is, uh, fighter. No, yeah. no doubt about it. And F-18 is like the successor in a way to the F-14. The Navy now just runs F-18s exclusively. Uh, but, um, yeah, three. that's an interesting way to, to win a dogfight. That is cool. And you're right. Like AI wouldn't be able to think that up. Just wouldn't be able to do it. If, you, if you're going to program it, there's— Hang on. There's two things I want to leave everybody with tonight. Probably. They need to look at Major Justin Hassard, H-A-S-A-R-D, call sign Lee. Gotcha. He is a major in the United States Air Force. He's now in the reserve, F-16 pilot, F-35. He has his own page. He put out a challenge because he heard, and like many in the fighter community, he got really tired of hearing about how AI could, you know, won all these. Yep. If you put this into the complex situation of a real combat environment, where you have surface air missiles, radars, all the things going on. Yes. The humanist, I still think, is going to win. And he put it out. He will put, he wants to fight. He wants to fight AI. And this guy is, this, mm. if there is a guy that's closely resembles Wingman, Hawk oh, Hunter, really? it is, it is, it is Hassar. Wow. This guy is great. He's he's doing a lot of writing. He's got his own webpage. He's a, and he's a phenomenally friendly guy. I, I, I've, I've talked to him a number of times. I really enjoy him. And he's one of the early guys that kind of put the, the level playing field on the F-35. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, for, he, he's, he's, um, I, um, I applaud him for you know, sticking by his principles, but I think that he's fighting an uphill battle. And I'll just say, for, his, so, for so what we're talking about, and this is the kind of scenario that I've read, is that someday in the future, uh, an airplane like the F-22, which is our super-duper super combat fighter, and the F-35, which is like one of the most, it's gonna, at some point it's going to be the most uh, produced jet fighter ever in history, Everyone around the world is going to have these. But at some point, uh, they will take off along with five or six unmanned. Uh, sure, absolutely. Know, they, they could be F, almost F-35s without a cockpit, and then they go into Correct. battle, and, and and the pilot kind of controls this little gang of his. But, but see, the thing is, in, in my opinion, is that they can make all this stuff really as high-level technological as they can. But the idea is that... In a battle, in a, in a you know whether they're bombing something or they're in a dogfight or whatever they're doing, <clears throat> if the unmanned vehicle gets shot down, well, you know a lot of money down the drain, but you're not killing the pilot. I think it's the human factor is is that you want to kind of it's this odd kind of thing of just trying to save every life as you possibly can. Yeah, it doesn't make any that, that argument holds no water with Nemac because no one signs up to do this work not knowing the risk that you're at. Mm-hmm. To go to battle, to close with someone else, to kill someone else. That's simply what, what, what combat is. Yes. On the ground, on the sea, in the air. That's, that, that, that's it. Now, if we think that somehow this is going to be cleaner, that we're going to play like a Star Trek episode, yes. where everything is flying around and robots and we're doing all this kind of stuff, ultimately you still want to kill the opponent. Yes. So if, however you're doing that, the difference is, in my opinion, that when you take the human element out of it and you're going to try to run this, now it becomes who's got the best coders to go do that. Yep, and yep. then the numbers that you're going to have, the attrition that you want to do with this, the battlefield changes. You watch things like airliners that use all kinds of, of assistant, computer assistants. They still want the human occupant because yes. the weather will change. 
change at the last minute, at the last second, as you're making the final approach, the most important part. Yep. And you want to have that. But no one gives really good drift in this. It's always the all or nothing. It has to be this airplane and no other airplane. Right, it yeah. has to be this missile. That's where we get ourselves every time, as you know, because no one probably has written more about that well, in more varied areas than you have. Until My point way. is, never build a fighter that cannot be flown without a pilot because you want to be able to move them Optionally piloted vehicles. Right. That's like standard. That's how it has to be. Yeah, There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, that has to be the capability. But augmenting the human element in that to make the final decision is what is key. And that's where I think AI will give the advantage. Right. To, All right. To, and, and to, a, to a country like the United States, right. it could be the critical difference. Um, so um, it, it seems like every time we, this is question number three, we talk about AI and, uh, you know, like combat aircraft, it's always associated with fighter planes. But doesn't it make I don't want to say more sense, but doesn't it also make a lot of sense to have AI bombers, right? They have to go a long way, drop a bomb somewhere. I think it's a great question. Um, And if you have been watching the news, I think the fighter community uh, has taken the lead in this because of because of the tactical nature of what goes on there and the whole explosion of what predators and the related UAV or more commonly referred to as attack drones, armed drones, could do. Yeah. So. Um, those aircraft right now, the, 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 the B-21 is supposed to have an unmanned uh, covey that's going to fly with it. Just the new, One, uh, two of them that's going to go with it to, to be able to do the missions. Just the new and stealth bomber. They don't expect those bomber. to be lost. They want yeah. those aircraft to have yeah. the same stealth characteristics so that they can you know, rearm and go again and again. Right, sure. So that is a big part. The part you don't hear as much about, and it's very similar to the stealth technology, and I believe that it's actually out there already fielded is AI operating things like transport airplanes, mm-hmm, especially yeah. in very, very uh, critical areas where they want to make deliveries yep. or point points, yep. aerial refueling. But there's, mm. you know, one of the most critical things. If you can get a tanker where you're not worried about losing a crew of four or five, mm-hmm. but you want to get that tanker into position because it's, it's, it's the criticality of having that to pull off a particular mission. Yeah. 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 I mean, you look at what's going on in the world right now. Yes. You deny a country 14 days of air superiority, th- their battle may not go the way they had it planned. Uh, well, that's what's So this is where I think now. AI in areas like transports, all aspects, I think it's going to right. even see in the helicopters now. They're flying helicopters with an AI augmented um, capability to be optionally piloted. Wow, interesting. Uh, so, so when, I mean, once again, I think it's just inevitable. What date, what year do you see the U.S. Air Force, for instance, being totally unmanned? I, in my in my estimation, I can't see it ever happening. Mm-hmm. If we go that direction, uh, we are, you are setting yourself up for failure. How about mostly? What unmanned? you're telling me is that you're you're willing to put weapon systems on board. You know, it's it's almost the Terminator Skyborg situation yes. coming to fruition. You're uh, you're taking away any element of control because the only way you control it when you leave it is either by the way you coded it yeah. or you're telling you by data links. And mm-hmm. the data link is the huge fall fault line when you talk about UAVs. You have folks at Creech that are using satellites with delays of, of sending signals and sending the information to those aircraft. Mm-hmm. The latency of the signal for what they're seeing telling you what's going on. It's an incredible capability and it worked great for war on terror. terror. Yes, so we had a very permissive air environment there. Although, if you uh, look at the early parts of it, they actually did some pretty fancy maneuvering when airplanes were sent out to knock down these very slow um, quote unquote drones, these predators that were yes. all flying initially. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
you go into all one area like that, not having a manned uh, capability, mm-hmm. not having human occupants making those decisions, yep. you have a vulnerability to me. And then ultimately, I have to go into the science fiction part of it. Well, I'm, I'm going to say. Why would you ever turn over your destiny? Yeah, but, but machines. Go ahead. Well, machines I, that we created. I think um, by 2050, 2050, which is around the time that the B-52 bomber is going to be retired, I think by that point, the majority of U.S. Air Force fighter planes, war planes will be unmanned. I think it'll be more than half. Just my opinion. So I'm going to th- ask you the bonus question now. You ready? Sure. Yeah, three minutes here. Okay, so this just came to me when I was writing down the other question. So if we assume that at some point AI is going to take a huge part of uh, take, it will be a huge part of the uh, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Navy, aerial, you know, combat squadrons, uh, any kind of combat, and uh, also bombing, and as you say, transport. So let's say that's all going to be at some point run by AI, unmanned. Don't you think that it's a logical step that if UFOs are vehicles from other worlds, does it make sense that they're probably unmanned too, that they're probably controlled from someplace far, far away and don't have little green men inside them? I, I would think that, it, yes, the, the, the short answer to your question is yes. If you're sending probe, if you're sending things to, to scout, probe, having a uh, almost organic type of craft where you have uh, AI as part of it and, and you know controlling the power source and being able to, uh, to, to do all the functions. But ultimately... What is the purpose of what you're doing with these aircraft or these vehicles? Mm-hmm. Right. You yes. go to look someplace because you want to know about it, but you want to go there. So just as you're saying that you see it as a, a virtually, no pun intended, um, unmanned air force that's going to go forward, I say that if you ever do that or if you have ever decide the only way you're going to enter into space probes is to send probes and try to get information back. Ultimately, you still have to plant the flag. You still have to go to that spot to do it, or you have to engage with the enemy and, 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 and be victorious over that enemy. If we go, so yes, when your case with the UFO, I think there's a strong case for it. I think AI is having a huge role in what we saw with the Tic Tacs and how they were being operated and how they were being flown. And you know my, uh, my, uh, my running theory on that. Yes. And I'll finally say this. I would love to see someone like China say that they're going to go with an all AI. Uh, the, the uh, CCP version of China, not Taiwan, yes. the, uh, the Republic. Yes. I'd love them to say that they're going to go with this high-tech, all-great capability. Because I believe that with a very inexpensive airplane, you could easily yeah, destroy their capability to project power. On that note, what we're going to do is take a commercial break. Now, thank you, Cobra. We're going to clap for you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And uh, when we take a break now, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? 
Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Chaco Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Expo Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What show we have for you tonight? We uh, almost have a skeleton crew, as they say in the biz, because no JJ tonight, so you don't have, girls, you don't have to come out with your box of Kleenex, your wipes, your squeegee and your lube. Uh, he's not here tonight, but he will return next week. Uh, no switchy tonight. He's still in the process of moving his Fortress of Solitude. Uh, but... Uh, I keep saying this. I'm sorry, Coco, but Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills, you'll be happy to learn that Coco is with us. Commander Clover is with us. Coco, how are you doing? As always, Mac, it's a privilege to be on the wing and to be talking with the great audience of Mac Maloney's Military X5. Thank you very much. Okay, and everything's okay up in the farm, more or less? Yes, the wind has died down, so we're a little less under sale here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel very good about Do you have uh, a name? You know, not having any more interference. Do you have a name for your farm? Is there a is there a name? Wolf's Moon Farm. What is it? Wolf's Moon. Wolf's Moon. Oh, that's right. Wolf's Moon, Moon right. Farm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the first full moon in January. Yep. Yep. Well, we said many times before, one thing about Cobra is he knows how to throw a freaking potty. Would you say? Thank you, Mac. Raven, would you say that's true? Um, I haven't been to an official party. You can't, but, re- can't um, remember the big party I mean, we I went would to? Just, okay, I'm sorry. I would just hang out with the animals the whole time. Oh, so uh, from my experience, yes. Yes. So that's a yes. Okay. So that's Raven uh, that um, you just heard up there in Sideways, New York. I should introduce her more formally. Uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Hi, my friends. Okay. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. So you get the hat on because uh, you want to wear the hat for one more time, hiding the new hairdo. Yes, that right? that's correct. And I, I didn't want to wash my hair this morning. Oh, okay. You know, all tea. <laughs> full, dis- <laughs> full disclosure. Okay. It was lazy. <laughs> we understand now. Uh, so listen, so joining us uh, for the segment is a good friend of ours. Let's clap for him before I even introduce him. The great Chris R., who is the model for the character Chris Starr and codenamed Starman Military Mysteries on sale everywhere by Mike Maloney. Chris, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Okay. Where are you? Where are you right now? So I am in say? City, oh. Texas, just uh, south of Houston. Okay. Yep. All right. And and but since since the last time you talked to us, you've had a job change. So let me just thumbnail your previous job. You're in the NCIA for what more than a dozen years? I'm guessing. Yeah, 13 years with NCIS. Oh, NCIS. Okay. All right. And they're basically the civilian kind of police detective investigative uh, branch of the Navy. The civilians, but they work for the Navy. So <clears throat> you went all in that job. You went all around the world. You did all kinds of really, you know, kind of superhero things. So now, but you've now you've moved to a different government agency, and that agency is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, yeah. National Marine Fishery Service. Wow, cool. So are you wow. are you a cop for them? Are you are you doing the same kind of work? Yeah, so a fish cop. 
a fish comp. Man, oh man. We said the other day, lobster mobsters, and we uh, we're gonna we're gonna copyright that. You're gonna, you're gonna live to regret that. So so, so uh, well, first of all, um, how long have you been doing it? It's what a year or so, maybe. Or uh, just started in July, so just short of a year. Okay, all right. And and what made you make the switch? Uh, so basically mobility, mm-hmm. um, you know, NCIS is highly mobile. We're moving every, you know, three to five years, yes. yep. um, overseas around and, uh, I had a new baby Yes, yes. and uh, wanted some continuity. So, uh, I saw that Noah was hiring in Houston mm-hmm. and it was a great opportunity to stay put and go to a different agency and, um, uh, you know, try something new. Okay. So you're, you're, you're literally a fish cop. So what, what are the crimes that you are going after? Yeah. So we basically enforce uh, all, uh, the federal statutes and wildlife crimes on the high seas. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Lacey Act, so anything involving like poaching, uh, endangered species, um, you know, whales, dolphins, um, the fisheries crimes, you know, illegal fishing, illegal charter operations, mm-hmm. smuggling, you know, false labeling, seafood fraud. Um, you know, it's Ooh. a multi-billion dollar business. Really? And uh, especially here in the Gulf, it's, it's huge. Now, wait a minute. Let's stop there for a second. So it's false labeling. Uh, labeling what the f- what the what the fish is, what the shrimp is, or something. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So like a lot of times these dealers they'll buy like a really cheap fish yep. uh, from overseas or import it, and then they'll slap a label on it saying this is you know fresh you know U.S. caught you know red snapper. Oh wow! And, you know, sell like a two dollar fish for like thirty something dollars a pound. Wow, man! Oh man! Well, mm. or take maybe something like uh, a skate and turn it into uh, scallops uh, oh. and go fourteen to fifteen oh, wow. times the price <laughs> per pound. Absolutely. Wow, that's funny. I, Chris, I, had, I used to, when, in my younger Coast Guard days, uh, the same service that Popeye started out in, by the way, I used to fly your agents every now and then, and I always admired you guys because you would look and figure out ways to exploit capabilities, and I can remember shooting instrument approaches through the clouds to break through the clouds and catch people where they were not supposed to be fishing because it was a bad weather day, and they thought, well, this is a day we can get yeah, away yeah. with it. And, uh, you know, half a dozen pitchers later, and then uh, I'd hoist somebody down on the deck, and they'd start the uh, citation process. So, so as surface assets would come in. So, Chris, do, cool work. do you still carry a gun? I'm sorry, Cole. Do you still carry a gun? I've been wanting to ask you since we – yes? Yeah, really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah really? still carry a gun. Yeah. Um, so same, same training, same yeah. experience. Just now I have to – do it on boats a lot more. Um, okay. So the NCIS experience really paid off. Yep. Um, you know, doing the small boat operations, but you know, we work a lot with the Coast Guard, you know, like our state partners, like the game wardens. Okay. So. Let me just throw this question to you, and then we have a uh, top ten uh, reasons it's cool to be Chris R. Okay, if you can sit through that. Now let me ask you this: without any, without any prelude to any of this, Popeye, Popeye, what military service was he in? The Navy man. See, see. Oh, Sorry, sorry, Chris, Coco. I'm really, I'm really yes. disappointed, Chris. You don't know that you started out in the Coast Guard. Um, I will gladly get you straightened up. In fact, I think Chris would be a really good one for me to okay. present the evidence to and let he come up with a decision on that evidence. Listen, we, well, it, the, I'm sorry, it's getting sad now, Coco. We'll talk about it <laughs> off here, but you know, all right. So, listen, we have a surprise guest. One one is going to join us. Hot, you ready? Let's see how good this goes. So, um, well, that's cool, Chris. So, so you're mostly on boats, and and I mean, do you, how many how many people do you bust a month doing this? So I actually stay pretty busy. So I coordinate uh, all. Uh, we have an observer program. So these are like mm-hmm. young, you know, college age, you know, people who join and ride out on these commercial fishing vessels with some of these deep sea fishermen. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you've got a 22, 23 year old female with you know some of these roughnecks. Wow. And uh, bad things happen. So I cover everything from here to uh, the east coast of Florida. So I mean, I average like forty eight cases. Yeah, really. Going, you mean going at the same time? Yep. Real? How do you keep it all straight? Yeah. It's tough, you know. It's just basically uh, spreadsheets and you know flowcharts and just trying to you know balance everything. Yeah, so yeah. it's a really, really busy industry. 
Well, listen, uh, I just got to tell everyone that it turned out the radio segment is so interesting that Juan Juan, the very famous Juan Juan, has decided to join us. You there, JJ? Yeah, I couldn't miss this for the world. Yeah, okay. Hey, All right. I'm glad that he's here. So hey, listen, Chris. so what, we're, you? what we're going to do is um, at some point we're coming, uh, you know, sometime in early summer we're going to run a contest um, on the show, and we're going to give away strictly the the uh, codename Starman books. Now, now, Chris, you can be up front with me. You've never read any of them that I've sent you, right? <laughs> I've read the first two. So. You did? Oh, there's only been two. Okay. Yeah, really? Oh, you're just saying that. Yeah. It, you're not, no, not going to break my heart. That. the first one for about a week. Did you read? <laughs> okay. Yeah, put that question to one one. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he wrote the forward to one of my books. Starman books? Didn't yeah. get any yet. Oh, I'll see. Always with the excuse. Okay. All right. Look. So what we rendezvous with you and get uh, the two copies. One of these days he's going to well. wrote the forward to. So yeah, right. listen, let's he just all just back off and give the man a little space. Good to see you <laughs> so, Chris, what do you think? I mean, it, it, what did you think of them? Did they move? Were they action-packed? Was it like your real life when you were back in NCIS? I tell you, it was exciting. You know, it's kind of got the, the same feel like all your books. Okay. You know, it, it reads like a, like an action movie, so I tell, you know, my friends yeah. and family. I said, yeah. it's fast-paced. You know, it's like you can see like an episodic, like the quick cuts. Yes, yes. Um, I'll give you my agent's now, Chris, number. You can call him. Are you a whiskey drinker, as portrayed in the books? Are you a uh, a member of the uh, of the cult, so to speak? That I uh, consider myself a high priest in. Those I am. My, uh, my admiral was actually a big whiskey aficionado, oh, and so we, we always Excellent. have an after action report to the bar with him. So, kind of got introduced to a bunch of like the Japanese whiskeys, and you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had in fact, uh, Matt got me a mm. great one. Oh my god, yeah. it was it was it, it would bring tears to your eyes. It was weird. It was the first first time I met Cobra, we. Um, was it on the phone? I'm sure the first time we had some kind of connection. No, no, the first time we met for real. Yeah, what we met was we met with in, the girls. in an open city. Well, you, you you had like mafia rules. It had to be like an open city. Right, right. And and so we're sitting at the table. I'm going to use a bad word here, so get ready, editor. So we order, and he orders some drink, and they ask me, what do you want? I says, Jack Daniels. He says, right? No, I don't think I said that. I said, no, you don't want that, Mac. Oh, man. I didn't say I any uh, allusion to women's female uh, genitalia. Uh, you didn't say true. the P word. No, no. Oh. I believe that's how I remember it, but, you know. Which P word? Okay. How so, many in were you at that point? Uh, do we oh, had just, none. Just ordered it. Just, he, <laughs> right. I, you know, I put a, uh, we were in a British pub. Right. So I, I was looking at uh, Morangis and. Yes. I've been educated since it, by him. You know, the whole nine yards there. And then he pulls out the Jack Daniels, the go-to line Jack Daniels. They say, we're not drinking bourbon, man. You know, I can't let you do that. So we got him set up with something really nice. And he actually liked it. He goes, this is better. And oh. now I've turned uh, him on to Irishman, who I'm desperately Irishman working with a sponsor of the yeah. show. I, yes. I just moved close to 18 bottles of Irishman all over the United States. It's really good. People I was visiting. Yeah. 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 It's really, uh, I mean, I'll give him that much, you know, it's just easy to order Jack Daniels, but the Irishman is good whiskey. But anyway. So why don't we get to this uh, a bit? Top 10 uh, reasons it's cool to be Chris R., okay? All right, so 13 years in the NCIS. Uh, coming up in a year uh, for uh, Noah. Uh, he's a fish cop. I, there's your movie, dude. There's your, there's your TV show. It's it's a combination of NCIS and uh, the wild catching people up there off of Alaska, those nutty people who catch the crabs, right? Not You know, you know what I mean? They catch crabs, you know, under the sea. <laughs> wow. They're wow. Just... Yikes. Yeah, it's just okay. getting worse and worse. Why don't we move on? Okay. Keep going, yeah. Mac. You're okay. doing great. Okay, Let's thanks. Move on. So why don't we go to top ten reasons it's cool to be Chris R. Right? Do you have the list, Raven? I have it. Okay. Are we ready to start the music? Start the music. And here we go. Number ten. Number ten. You get to be on cool radio shows. Right, right. Obviously. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. Number nine. We'll do this quick. Go ahead. 
Number nine, you get to be the hero in a best-selling military action-adventure series by Mac Maloney on sale everywhere. Right, true. Right, Chris? You this is deny. great. I said my life's sounding better and better every time we go. Okay, here we go. Exactly. Number eight. Uh, number eight, you can demand Brad Pitt play you in the movie, and those assholes in Hollywood will have to make it so. Right, you listen to you. At this point, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Number seven, uh, you get to shoot the coolest ray guns imaginable. Right, aren't you? Yeah, the, the denial face that he's trying yeah, to Yeah, he's not saying there. anything. Uh, yes, right. Electricity and water don't necessarily mix. No, but, okay, what's the coolest weapon you've shot, though? What's the what's the coolest weapon you've in your arsenal? Um, you know, I like the classics. Go ahead. So I have like an original uh, Thompson uh, submachine gun. <laughs> wow, okay, cool. Yeah, right. Let's go rub a bang together. So, good so thing you're in, it's good thing you're in. Texas. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, you're in the state. That, so, so do you? Do you, you, you get parts Hawaii, my collection was a little uh, frowned upon. Yeah, yeah I was oh, gonna really say you can get parts in Texas. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, I don't know anything about guns, but what do they shoot? Isn't that 22 calibers? It's just like a you know a, a home. Do they shoot 22 calibers? Thompson machine guns. So that's a 45. 45. Yeah. A 45. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. About huh. twice the size and yeah. about four times the, the uh, horsepower. Man, they'll knock you the over. One of them would knock you over. I can't imagine getting you know. But anyway. <laughs> Well, they're better than ray guns, but let's let's move on. Top ten reasons it's cool to be Chris R. Number six, you get to be married on an aircraft carrier. Right, you get married on an aircraft oh, yeah, carrier. That's a good one. Right in Tokyo mm -hmm. Bay, right? Yep, yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. And how did you I'm arrange your anniversary next month? Oh, oh really? How many oh, years? Congratulations! How, how many years? Oh, you can't ask that question. Okay, so so how <laughs> did you arrange that, or did someone arrange it for you? I mean, you and I know you had a bunch of admirals at your wedding and stuff. I mean, who puts that together? A wedding plan? Yeah, so my uh, my admiral was the uh, Seventh Fleet commander, and so it was his carrier. And uh, the only Catholic priest in the theater was on the ship, so they said, "Hey, let's do it on the carrier." Wow! Holy cow! Did you have to get a band? Did you get a band? Um, we didn't have a. We did the reception at the Chiefs Petty Officers Club. Okay, but uh, okay. they did the full, you know, ceremony there. And when the admiral came on, they, you know, piped him on. And mm -hmm. he was actually really cool because he was like, "Hey, I'm holding up ship's work, so I'm going to be here and then I'm going to leave, so they can, you know, go about their Howdy. business." See, that's I remember you telling us that before. Like he he kind of read the room in a way. No one's going to have fun if the admiral's here. So we had a nice yeah, he time. He didn't make it about him. He made it about us. Yeah, so yeah, really yeah. That's interesting. I don't think everyone would do that, but that's uh, yeah. That just shows he has a good a good ego. Oh, not he, a big he, ego. he was one of the better flags that's uh, that's ever set to see. Hmm. He was he's he's top notch in my book. That's fine. And I don't I don't throw that out too often. So uh, let's go next. Uh, top ten reasons why it's cool to be Chris. Uh, please, Raven. Uh, number five, you get to go on safari with an admiral and watch him shoot down rare African baby condors with shoulder-launched anti-aircraft missile. <laughs> so you wouldn't miss, right? Ever? That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but listen. But, time back then. Yeah, but, but you went on safari with an admiral, right? And then you go to a bunch of African countries. He was his, he was his bodyguard, right? Yeah, yeah, it was with the uh, commander of Joint Terrorist uh, Task Force Hat Horn of Africa. So okay. it, was, uh, it was a Navy Admiral and an Army General. Mm -hmm. We were in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. But did, did you go out in the svelte and see the uh, lions eating the antelopes and all that stuff? Yeah, we were in the bush. We, really? you know, he wanted to see the authentic experience. So, you know, Tanzania and Kenya had really, you know, really great safaris. Mm -hmm. and, and you were armed during this? Were you really, were you watching the lions or were you watching his back? You can tell us now. Uh, both, you know. Both. I mean, was, you know, we had other tourists and people and animals and you know anything could happen so yeah yeah you know, it was kind of a it was a pleasure cruise but at the same time you know i mean it was in his high threat country so there's a lot of you know issues that we had to look out for and you know, be prepared to evacuate if something happened now what, what were you carrying at that point i can't imagine with the thompson but did you have what kind of weapon do you have 
So the sidearm was the uh, the Sig uh, P228 nine millimeter, yeah, and yeah. then we had the the Mark 18 556 um, um, automatic. What's that? A rifle or a? Or yeah, it's a rifle, it's like an hand. AR platform. Oh, I see. Like yeah. Okay. Hmm, wow. Cool. Did you ever shoot at anything? Did you ever shoot at anything like the lions or the antelopes? Did you ever have a little target practice with them? There's plenty of them around. Uh, we we can't talk about that. Okay. There you go. Next, please. <laughs> Raven shaking hand. I'm sorry, Raven. I'm... I need to plug my ears for this. Okay. Next, please. <laughs> uh, number four. You now have a son known as Tommy Cash, who will continue the franchise. Right. He'll continue. Right. When we're up to. Uh, <laughs> Starman Twenty Two or something like that. We're <laughs> running Hollywood. So, but you've had you 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 had a son recently since we've taught you. How old is he now? He just turned one uh, last week. Uh huh. Right. He was born on St. Patrick's Day. Really good luck wow. for that's him. Crazy. I think. Congratulations. Sure. But I could go either way. Wow, that's cool. All right, and um, and so it's it's just been nothing but pleasant trees for the last year, right? Get I'm home. telling you, plenty of sleep at night. See? You know, and, and the rest of this time is always enjoyable and quiet. And we go to the movies all the time. Yeah, yeah. See, it's a myth that. <laughs> okay, next, please, Raven. Why it's cool? Ten, top ten reasons it's cool to be Chris O. Uh, number three, you get to smack around Mark Harmon anytime you want. Right? Didn't you tell me that off here? Now, didn't you, at one point, wow, we're gonna have to sweeten this baby up. This gonna cost me a fortune. So, didn't you when you were when, <laughs> NCIS um, used to run this the TV show with Mark Harmon used to run their scripts, you know, uh, to, through your office, right, to make sure everything was, you know, okay. Yeah, I was one of the uh, the script consultants, so we'd review that for NCIS, the original, and NCIS uh, New Orleans, and then NCIS Hawaii right before I left. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like technical accuracy, and their cases were based on some of our real cases, so yep. they were they were really big uh, supporters of the agency. So, so uh, how often would you, I, I can't imagine you reject it. Did you reject any scripts just out of hand, this is not what we want to be associated with, or was it just kind of details? No, I mean, because by that point, the show had been pretty established and, you know, had a good relationship, yep. so... There was a lot of things, you know, that we we tweak, you know, like so certain phrases or ways or, you know, but cases. But, um, I mean, they, they kind of started getting political at some, you know, phases of what was going on with the world. Interesting. You know, as an agency, we said, hey, you know, as an agency, you know, we wouldn't do or say this because we can't. Yep. But we understand that, you know, Hollywood has their their take on things. Yeah, right, right. And you went to the – you've been to the set. Uh, have you been to the set ever? No, actually, uh, I've been out to California a couple times with the intention. Yep. But just through, you know, a series of follies of errors and scheduling, I haven't been able to make it out to that particular set. Sounds like Hollywood. But uh, I was on the new Walker, Texas Ranger um, as really? an actor. Oh, really? Whoa, 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 yeah. shop. Time out, time out. Did you meet Jared? Uh, yep, I met Jared Padalecki. Isn't he nice? Okay. Super nice. They were a very friendly <sighs> cast and crew, Love and him. it was really great. On the, nice. None of us except you and Raven know who you're talking about. But uh, for, first of all, when was Texas? When were you on that show? Because I know you. you uh, went last to, year. Yeah. It's still on with the thing with the guy with the karate guy. He's still on. No, they guy? rebooted it. It's a, it's oh. a remake now with a new guy. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's like a whole new one. Like yeah. Now, now I I, I know this about Chris is that when he went to college, he, he actually you went on an acting um, degree, right? Yeah, theater major. Okay, he was a theater major, and then he goes into NCIS, and that's how he knew how to interrogate people is to, you know, kind of take on this persona of, like, basically it was, like, I don't care if you confess or not. I, you know, I go home at 4 o'clock, right? That's it. Okay, see, that's, that's the secret. Crazy. So, so anyway, so so what did you do? How did you get on the show? Do you know him, or uh, did you send your headshot yeah, so out I to just, people? Uh, you know, I started acting professionally in Hawaii. I was in a movie in Triple Frontier, and then got my SAG card. And then um, when I moved back to Texas, got an agent, and they started filming the new Walker there. So uh, I was in San Antonio at the time, so I just drive up for the day, and I think I was in like six or seven episodes. Really? Yeah. And and wow. what, do you, what what are you? Were you like the, his best buddy or something? 
Uh, I play a, a Texas Highway Patrol, so a state trooper. Okay, yeah. So All right. Anytime they're in the, the police station, you can see me, and then there's a couple action scenes, and then a bomb threat scene when I'm out there. So. Oh, wow. It's a, a reoccurring uh, character. And what do, what do you get a day? You're, you're SAG, so what do you get? A, is it a day's work? Yeah, so they do day players, so uh, it's basically for an episode. Yep. And then usually for you know certain scenes, they'll film it, but um, you know sometimes I work two or three days a week. Sometimes yep. it's just a day for an episode. Okay. And then come back. So, um, but uh, and then we don't. They renew each season. We don't have to uh, talk figures, but it's it's okay, right? Uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's great. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I have a day job and then I have a hobby job. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Best of both. That's the way to do it. That's yeah. That's the best, Chris. Well, Luckily, my agency supports you know me doing that, so I can take yeah. you know vacation time and then you know still do that on the side. So. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Do you have any lines? Have you said any lines yet? Uh, not yet. So I uh, actually just did a uh, campaign for Western Wear. Um, so I'm like the spokesman now for the Rowl Man. So uh, Wait, wait a minute. What? The what? Western Wear. Yeah, the really? Rowl Man. The Rowl Man. <laughs> who, who's he? What's that? Yeah, some kind of. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. So this, the, you know, the, you know, the fishing shirts, like the kind of like the the silky material and like the back that people wear. Okay. So this guy developed a Western Wear. So like uh, you know the long sleeve shirts. It's got the patterns. Okay. Uh, with the same performance material. So. It's um, it's like high performance, you know, Western wear. Wow. Okay. I think we should outfit everyone on the show. I'm making a note of it. From that, thank you. So anyway, so wow, you have quite the life there, uh, you know, acting and so on and so forth. And I think, you know, I, I hear once if you're able to stay a line in a movie, can't you just like live forever, you know, from the royalty checks and stuff like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Once you're in, then your legacy is, you know, forever. I mean, you're you're on TV, you're on a movie, and then just you keep getting paid, you know, to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the goal. Yeah, it is. I know that's just the way mm -hmm. it is. You know, just a little bit I know about the business. The same thing. Like if you get a song and a soundtrack for a movie, just a song on a soundtrack for a movie, you you'll you'll never want for money again because you'll just keep getting these checks for two, three hundred bucks, three or four times a week, and it's just the way it works. So that's cool, man. That's that's really good. I mean, do you find it boring though to be on the set? The set there's a lot of waiting around, right? It, there is, you know, uh, but you know what I like is just I watch. You know, some people just sit and listen to their headphones or read, but I actually watch the directors. I watch, you know, the other actors yep. and see how the business is done and pick up on things. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a student of the of the art. So yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Be on there. Wow, cool. All right, so we all have to look for you. So Tex Texas Walker, what is it? An episode, a recent episode? How how do we look for you? Yes, yeah, so if you just look at uh, in season one and just make sure you don't blink. Okay. Uh, so there's you know, six or seven there. episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next time you're in an episode, will you hit your nose three times so you'll know that's a message from us too? Right, yeah, right. Either that or just like. You use your real like... name on the show or what? Yep, yep, my real name on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I grew up on IMDb. Oh. I did another a uh, couple other Netflix series and a Lifetime movie, so I've been, wow. I've been busy since been here in Houston. Wow. Hmm. I love Lifetime Go ahead, movies. Uh, I'm into fantastic. that. Raven, you were gonna say something. Go ahead, please. Um, I was gonna say next time you're you're on, just like make a total scene. And then we'll know it's you. No, and yeah, and right. just beg them to keep it in. Right. Yeah. That's his message yeah, to have, us. Have Chris Rock with you. <laughs> yeah. Don't panic. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It'd be funny if he swung back at him. Wouldn't it be funny if they just like started punching each other on the stage? Anyway. <clears throat> so uh, now we're in the top 10 reasons it's cool to be Chris out. We're finding out all these different reasons we didn't even know about. But why don't we go, uh, please, Raven, what are we down? Number two? Number two. Uh... <laughs> You're so cool with the chicks. You have to wear a big button that says, sorry, girls, I'm married. <laughs> and even more now that he's in movies, TV, the works. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, well, oh, true. Uh, here we go. Uh, so the number one reason it's cool to be Chris uh, please, right? Free jetpacks every Christmas. It's a free <laughs> tax dollars. Okay. We will sweeten that baby up. Sweeten it up. Sweeten boy. it up a lot, yeah. Okay. So, what? Listen, Chris. So you've that's this is. Uh, let me ask you this. How old are you? I'll be forty in May. Okay. All right. He doesn't look forty, but you. No, he doesn't look it. No. Clean living. Like a young kid. Clean living. But you've 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 um, had quite a life all the way up 
until 40 already, right? You've uh, done things that uh, a dozen people couldn't have done. Been uh, very fortunate, you know, had a lot of opportunities and, um, you know, been of service, but I've also, you know, enjoyed life too. So it's, it's been a nice balance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how your acting degree has helped you out so much. I mean, when you go, um, uh, like when you went to, to NOAA, okay, I mean, do, the, do you, you have to tell them you have an acting degree. They, they must know that it enters into, you know, what you do, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, there's, it's one of the things that's unique. You know, not a lot of people have it. So they see that on a resume or they see that in my bio and they're like, hey, what's, what's up with this? So yeah, yeah, stand yeah. Out. Sure. See, hey, Juan Juan, this is the movie. This is the movie, okay? Lobster mm-hmm. Mobsters about a guy who goes to theater, yeah. theater school, okay, down in Texas somewhere. And then he decides to, instead of doing that, instead of going to Broadway, the lights of Broadway, he becomes a fish cop. This is like the opposite of Barry, <laughs> you know, like the exact opposite. I look at one, one, and I think one, one is probably one of the most incredible make believe lives ever. And, and just is, is he's a man of international mystery. That's right. Mm. And I think my training with IATSE also helped my, uh, my budding, uh, media career. Right. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. I'm saying that yes to myself. Right. Yes, Mac, we so understand that one. one like, for the, for so the entire we. audience, we wanted to keep it moving and, and keep some of the cost. I want to ask uh, Raven yes. a question. Chris, you made some good friends with the, the IATSE uh, studio mechanic guys? Yes. Always. Yeah, Always. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, no yeah, one would cross those guys. Uh, Raven, you were saying that this is like the opposite of what? The deadliest catch with a cop on? No, uh, there's a show called Barry. It's on HBO, and the guy is a hitman. Okay. And he, through, you know, his day, falls into an acting class and <laughs> begins to not like what he's doing oh, as a hitman and decides to become an become actor. An actor. Oh, yeah. that. It's a good show. I'm telling you. No haters in it. He's I'm a making note of that. Yeah. It's actually it's really a good show. show on Stars called Hightown. Okay. Yeah. But uh, not very flattering to the agency. So we're looking oh. for, a, for a better, more positive spin uh, for Noah. Really? Yeah. So, so yes. uh, what kind of boats do you grow it on? Uh, so we use like, it's a metal shark. So there's different sizes. There's like a 36 foot metal shark is kind of what we patrol on. Mm-hmm. But um, because there's not a lot of us, you know, here we rely on the Coast Guard. So going on their cutters, their fast boats or going out with the uh, the, the game wardens. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of catching rides, you know, wherever we can. Yeah, yeah. And are you out on, how often are you out on the sea in a typical week? Um, it depends, you know, so uh, there's different seasons. So like when the, the fishing seasons, you know, really uh, going strong, you'll be out you know, every day, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes like during the cold, you know, the weather months when they're not going out, we're doing more stuff on land and looking at the dealers and paperwork. Right. Right. E- ever have to go out when the weather isn't, uh, you know, calm and peaceful. I try not to. I mean, yeah. sometimes we do. Like, so that's, you know, where the other fishermen are thinking, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, um, you know, they think no one else is out there. So they're going out and do their illegal stuff. And yep. so we go out and catch them. Yeah. 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 Wow. <clears throat> so remember a guy who that's was so in, uh, the coast guard, as it turns out. Um, and when they were, um, kind of cadets, they brought him out into the Atlantic Ocean, oh, you know, somewhere out in the Atlantic, in a one-screw, an old one-screw uh, ship. I remember him saying one screw, and I said, why? Does it make any difference how many screws it has? He says, yeah, if it's two screws, you can, you know, it's just a better ship. But yeah. it's the slow, pokey ship, and they're in the middle of the storm, and they made them all go downstairs, and the, and the back was able to, like, come down and say, take a look at this. And it's, you know, 20-foot waves in the work. He says, just scared the crap out of us. But, you know, that's the worst it will ever be for you, you know, when the— he learned a lesson, but I could never do it. I'm, that is not, that is definitely not my thing. I saw the perfect storm and I was, that's it. I'm not getting in a boat again. Not for everybody, that's for sure. So listen, well, thanks very much, Chris, for joining us. We really appreciate you. You've been a good sport. And uh, the uh, next- still in Hawaii? Where, where are you? Uh, I'm in uh, Lake City, Texas, just south oh, of Houston. Texas, no. oh. but he was in Hawaii. You were in Tokyo for a while, right? 
Yep, yep, Yakuska, uh, Tokyo. Uh, I was in Hawaii, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, and now uh, homesteading here in uh, in Houston area. So oh, fantastic! Just ten more years. When you're in, when you're in, oh, is that the, is that the plan? Yeah, ten more years, and then that's yep, it. Yep. I'm, I'm not going anywhere till I retire. So I get this it. Is it. So, so when you were in, um, how long were you in uh, Tokyo for? Uh, three years. Okay, and and um, were you were you an investigator there? Or were you still like the bodyguard for the admiral or? I did both. Yeah, I did two years uh, as his, his protection until he uh, he left, and then I switched over to investigations and kind of finished out my tour there. Mm-hmm. Okay, aren't there Marines on every U.S. Uh, Navy ship? To what are those guys doing? Aren't they security on? Yeah, so the the embassies all have the Marine Security Guard detachment, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, usually a fleet Marine uh, representative, uh, you know, with with the carriers or you know with the, the the fleet, and so they're out there, you know, doing different you know functions as well, and you know we give them rides, and then the amphibious ships have uh, Marines embarked on them. Oh right, okay. And when you were in Hawaii, this is my original question: How long were you in Hawaii for? Uh, two years. Okay, now you didn't have the best of times in Hawaii. I'm um just from stuff you've said in the past, right? It was rough, you know, uh, it was, it was paradise, but, um, you know, it was, it was difficult, you know, living environment. And then, um, it was a very, very busy office. I mean, uh, it was mm-hmm. probably the busiest place I've ever worked, uh, just with duty calls and cases and, you know, things that were happening. Right. Right. It's a little bit different living out there than living on the continent of the United States, right? Absolutely. Everything has to be imported and it's just slower. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've never been out there. I don't like to fly. I don't, I don't expect I'll ever be, go there, you know, but anyone who's gone there, I don't, I, I don't know anyone who's lived there. I just know people who've gone there and it's always, oh, we had a great time and you know, honeymoons, whatever. But I know to live there, it's expensive. And as you say, things are kind of, everything has to come in and it's kind of slow, you know, it's not, but anyway. Uh, anyway, Chris, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Okay, yeah, we're going to give you a round of applause. Thank you, and happy and, to be back on the show. So anytime. Well, the next time uh, uh, when um, Codename Starman number three comes out, I will. Uh, you'll get the first copy. I'll send it down to you. Okay, and you can read it. And you know, or you don't have to read it. Listen, I know you're just trying to be nice to me. It's it's okay if you haven't read the books that you are the star. Hey. It's, it's fine with me. You know, I'm well, a fan. That's how we met. Yeah. Okay. It All was right. So cool. He, he lived the book. I still got a feeling though. You know, but okay. Uh, so anyway, you, you'll get a copy no matter what. Maybe maybe uh, Jack Jack Ash will read it, right? They probably know. Wait a minute, hold on. Keep it away from the kids. All right. <laughs> He'll tear the pages out. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Rethink that. All right, Chris. Thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we are going to uh, take a commercial break. Now. Wait, before you go, you got any chance of coming up to New England for any reason? Just like a day trip or, or a week? Yeah, absolutely. Trip? We have our, our Northeast Division, so they're always looking for help. And it's really? a big, big fishing industry. So, Why don't oh, we, If we steal some uh, lobsters, me and Juan Juan, then he would have to come up and investigate the case. Right. And we, my, uh, my partner, he's a, he's a big fan. Snapper. He's snapper. Right, snapper. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it turns out we well, took, look us up if you come up this way, okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. We really appreciate it. Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after listening. You're listening to Macmillan's Mill Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopar Test Range? or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle. Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? 
In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top-secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Joining us mid-show, girls, you must have heard your sighs around the world. The very famous Juan Juan is here. Hey, Mac. It's good to be here. He's here Sorry now. Sorry I was late. Okay. All right. We won't talk about exactly what the issue was, but is the issue is the issue uh, in better shape than it was? or? Yeah, you know, it's been put on hold. Holding uh, patent. People are coming in tomorrow. Holding patent. You're going to have the experts in. That's yep. good. Uh, also with us, and uh, all night long, the uh, Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills have been happy because Kiana Cobra's here. Cece, how are you? As always, Mac, it's a pleasure to be on the wing. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Okay. When's the last time you had a Good to see you, Cobra, and thanks for that email you sent me the other day. Welcome there, sir. Congratulations with all the uh, cool plans that you have. A I know. A inventor that is one. Yes. <laughs> I'm so nervous about it. You had a question in there, Mac. I'm sorry. I... Uh, when's the last time you had a haircut? Yo, um, I cut my hair you cut your about, own hair. Uh, you have a flow about 10, 11 days ago. Re- that Really? Yeah. Oh, doesn't that look like he's grown his hair out a little bit? I was going to say. No. Yeah, it's a little bit longer. Yeah. I really? do it myself now, so I grow it a little bit longer. Uh, I get some affirmation from Mrs. Cobra, so that's... Uh, really? No. Okay. All right. Good for you. Uh, okay. Uh, also, up there in Sideways in the Ark is our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hi, Raven. She's waving. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, you bet. Now I have to explain something here to the audience. Uh, let me go to let's go to Jocko first, and then we have to come back to Raven and explain the hat. Join us is a Southern correspondent, Jocko Johnson. Well, let's clap for him because you know. Let's clap for Jocko. If we don't, we'll be in trouble. Jocko, Jojo, the Rangers fan. Jojo, why do you got to clap? You don't Rangers. have to clap. When are you going to clap? Is that is that that's not a Rangers hat on? Are you doing that just to? No, it's no, a PD. Can you see what it says? Oh, no, oh. NYPD. NYPD. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Rangers on the shirt. Is the, the Rangers Ranger shirt? shirt? Oh man, mm. didn't get the memo. I just wore whatever I was wearing today. Memo. Come on, they're barely a hockey team these days, and it's always a crime. Uh, how do you how do you play in that place? One third place. Oh, that third place. You know, today. How do you play in that place? That's a like a dim, dingy. You know what I mean? It's not the best. No. Yes, it is. It's terrible. The guy wants they're it. Very, very, very good. They're going deep. Who's the guy? They're not going deep. They want to go. You want to go for fifty bucks right now? Where they go deep? Ooh, maybe I had it. I would, but fifty bucks. High stakes segment. segment. Yeah, go deep. <laughs> fifty bucks. I'll deep. Okay, who's the guy who wants it? Real quick, who's the guy who wants the freaking Owen? Yeah, he's terrible. Owen. Terrible. Okay. Anyway, Owen, so John goes here. Place, the garden all works. Yeah. 
Jocko, it's a dingy, crummy place, man. Come on. Hey, Let's face it. You know, it's terrible. It, the, the railroad station brand is right new. underneath it's it. Brand new. The railroad. Hey, since we're in that sports segment, and I haven't been around with you guys for a while, uh, and this is all I heard about when I was out on the road. Yes. What's with the uh, the uh, two-hour or three-hour retirement of Tom Brady? Don't what, what the yeah. yeah. Guy real tired, hanging out with Grizzle. It's, yeah, like, this is like too tough it. to chew, man. I'm out of here. That's it. I'm taking his kids to the school bus or driving them to school. Yeah. I got older about a week. His own lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tyler you're right. I think Giselle. I think Grizzle probably got on his nerves really quick. And I think at some point, see, he never said, you know, the, you, you heard the story about the football, right? The, the worthless football. The guy, yeah, yeah. some guy bought his last Tampa Bay touchdown, the football, at an auction for $550,000. <laughs> right. Three hours later, worth every penny. Tom Brady unretires. So now the football is worth nothing. But anyway, th- he never you said. it back? He ne- I doubt it. He never said I retired. He's I'm stepping away. I'm you know spend more time with my family. I mean, come on, you know he had some kind of spent six weeks with his family. Yeah, he had a deal. You know, he he always had that lifeline, that deal where you pick up the phone and go, okay, yeah, (laughs) resign me. I mean, I'd spend more time with his family. No, (laughs) you know, I hate to be, I hate to compare this, but we have 50 minutes to kill. So Joey Kramer, Joey Kramer is the drummer for Aerosmith. Okay, right, Aerosmith has just signed on to do a, another residency in Las Vegas. Basically, you really? play at the same theater. You, The crowd comes to you. Okay, You stay mm-hmm. there a month. You make $200 million. Celine Dion is a billionaire because she had a, she has her own theater in Vegas. Anyway, so that's what they're doing. Sting did it. Everyone does it now. Yep. Joey Kramer is whatever is the matter with him. They, the, the band doesn't want him. In the in the band, he had a sue. Really? He had a sue to get back in the band to play their first residency. Okay, he had, who knows what kind of problems he had? This is the guy who's Lamborghini caught on fire. Remember? Yes. So anyway, so so he's left the band again, and and the reason he left the band's long road is to spend more time with his family. I mean, come up with a better excuse. Okay, come on, come up with a better excuse. You yeah, know. like I want to spend more time at the All You Can Eat Buffet. Come I gotta go, yeah, I gotta yeah. go rest. Just you know, be I'm real about time. it. I'm going fishing, you know, <laughs> something. You know, spend more time with your family. Anyway. So My listen, Uber's here. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like it. I mean, it's noble to spend more time but with no one one's spends family. it. It's I'm the, not knocking that. It's a lame. I can understand it. It's a lame excuse. Having been on the road doing trade shows for so many years. Yes. Right. But when you're there for like 20 minutes and you say that's enough. That's enough. I know. Enough is enough. What's the point? Bring it back to Tom Brady. I'm going, okay. Uh, he had time with his family. He said, ah, my family's still intact. They're doing fine without me. I'm out of here. Or Giselle just said, like, you know what, Tom? The same for me. Get out of here. Go <laughs> play football. See if we I can't take it no more. Yeah, I had a laugh because Peyton Manning sent him like a love letter and oh, then really? uh, a really expensive bottle of champagne, of wine or something. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> he wants it back. He's in love with it. <laughs> You know, it's it's uh, the other night People I was on. Parting gifts back. I, I, I'm going to knock Giselle here for a second because you know she's the highest paid model in the world, and she is nowhere near, Still? nowhere near, let's say the most beautiful woman in the world. But before I say that, I was on a radio show the other night, Saturday night, spaced out radio, two hours. Okay, asking all kinds of questions. So I went into my um, Roswell <laughs> didn't happen type of thing. You know, Roswell didn't yeah. happen, and uh, Your rant about Roswell in the chat room was like so vocal and so, you know, uh, vocal. Uh, at one point they said, tell Mac we're getting the pitch fox. <laughs> 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 I, 
in the torches. I mean, that's where Max said he wanted to spend more time with his family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel when people say that. I say, you know, Giselle is not. She's not. She's not. You know, I hate to sound sexist or whatever. It was frat boy or whatever. She's not an attractive woman. She just isn't. Her twin sister, who is her manager, is oh, much man. more attractive. She's the attractive one. Yeah. What happened there? You know. So anyway. I don't get. Got yeah, I don't walk. get that. Yeah. What she's is that? that? What is with thing. that? I mean, you know, you're I honestly gonna... don't think I would know what uh, she looks like. I don't think I've ever. Well, Giselle is. She's good looking, but she's not like drop dead. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. I feel wow. like she looks like every model. That's right, like yeah, my yeah. thing. She's, just, she's so plain, you know. But, but is that <laughs> this coming from me, I'm I'm a solid three on a good day. So, well, but she's plain. In Brazil, she's like, take a vote on it. hot stuff. Let's take a vote on that. Listen, yeah, right. Well, yeah, but yeah, but the world that you know is is bigger than Brazil. I understand that there's a there's a there's a there's a certain look that you know, the fashion world wants to see as their models. And it's like mm-hmm. skinny and not plain, but unusual looking might be a way to do it, you know, a way to explain it. But, you know, I don't, she I don't get it. She didn't, she's just tall and she's skinny, not, basically. You she's know? not unique in any way. Like, I uh, think like, you know, Agnes Dean or like Zendaya, like they're mm-hmm. like very, very uniquely pretty. Wow, and huh? she's just very average. She's not the, ugly. She's they're just exotic. Yeah. They're exotic. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get the she's New York Post. Skinny. That's cool. I, I wish to, I was that. You used to get the New York Post, <laughs> and Sunday, Sunday, they'd have like this big, colorful thing, and it'd be all like the newest models to hit New York City, and you'd be able to look at them and say, you know, in a year she'll be a billionaire. You know, you won't hear from her in a year. They just had a look. There's a there's a there's a look that you can't really define in a way. It's the look. You know it when you see it. It's like porn. Yeah, yeah, but that's you go, boy, JJ, perfect. It's perfect. like pornography. You know it when you, you, know see, when it. you see it. And it's, it's the same with supermodels or models of any sort. You say, up, oh, she's got that, whether it's the eyes or cheekbones or the breasts or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have I, to like, say that you know, I there's always a point in every show that I'm with Juan one that I just want to know. I <laughs> want to know is. what the color of the sky is yes. in his world. I want to know what it looks Nobody like. Nobody knows. I want to see. Just, I could just see the world through his eyes for just a little bit. Yep. It would just be so enlightening. Because hmm. um, he can say stuff and get away with, with it. Clouds he can, that look like he can say stuff and he can, he can lace it into a conversation. And we all kind of like look at each other in virtual space <laughs> here. And uh, it's just we one know. one. We know. But he gets away with it. it, it it's it's un freaking believable it's, just, it's unfreaking believable he is like on autopilot. you want to talk about the ai segment wow. this yeah. is one one is the ai of the show the irishman is kicked in <laughs> irishman is kicked AI. in wow huh okay yeah how about he if looks uh, in the sky he don't even know what he's saying well, speaking on, about lily james go ahead mac i was glad i sent you those those articles because it was like a the uh, multiple shades of lily james you saw the bralette thing yes i did i've never I, heard of a bralette Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Raven, what's a bralette? I mean, wow. no, wait, 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 when I see Ed, I, I think it's smaller than the bra, all right? Hang on. No. I would, ask, I would ask Coco first what it was. For just as fun. Don't, don't look at me. The only don't thing Coco wants to me. say about the bralette is they're just as fun to take off. Oh, oh, I would say this. they're easier to take off. Easier to take off. <laughs> really? Okay. okay. Like one snap and it's gone. That's but, no, you know, snaps. Was, no, no snaps. snaps no snaps. Come on, Walmart. You should know that. No snaps. It's all you... just a. Uh, wow, she's uh, wow. demonstrating, Why folks, on the radio. Do you have one, Raven? No, it is. I have several. I love a bralette. I have several. They're great. Oh, okay. I have to look this up. I mean, it's outerwear. Okay. It's not underwear. It's outerwear. Okay. You can. I think so, you can it's say. It's both. 
the rest of us are in stunned silence here. I said, well, I haven't got a clue. It, it's, man. it's the scientific inquiry of one one at this point. Right. That really is captivating. We started it, the thread with Hulu. Fact, right. At least once a show, we really do need to be a, a, a picture show. Right. We need yeah, to be yeah, a television yeah. That's what show I say. It's, <laughs> it's hard to paint the picture. Well, the giant Mick Jagger rolling stone thing with lips the thing. and tongue. The Tojo glasses. One one with the, with the crazy near Lennon look on his yes. face. That right. would be John Lennon, not the Lennon that started communism. Oh, uh, time in, in yeah, Russia yeah, yeah. is is he has like this really uh, detached, almost hmm. antiseptic, brawlet expression on his face, <laughs> and now he's pursing the lips, yeah. and the uh, the in- interesting uh, facial hair it's is Google all search. kinds of. Okay. Yeah, he looks like, he looks it's, like, it's he like a Rorschach a... test on his face from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you see now, Cobra? Okay. What, are you, what are you thinking about right. now? He, and it, he looks it, like it's unbelievable, and it works. He That's looks, the part looks... I love best. I want to know what the color of the sky is in his world. We got to get the Irishman. He looks like he made a little mistake with that stash area, and he's going into a political statement with that. Wow. So yeah, with a little Tolstoy. With that little thing, you might as well cut it all off if you made that. It's called a soul patch. Otherwise, it's not a good look. Yeah. Huh. You know what I mean? It's right, like the right. 30s, yeah. maybe. No, no, well, it, it means he's hip, man. If he has a soul patch, maybe he can get rid, of the, get rid of the mustache and just have the soul patch. I don't know what the other thing is. They might throw you the hell out of the country at that with that kind of look. Look kind of fun. You got to center it better. Yeah, you got to center it. Well, see, so you never. See, this part else. really shouldn't be happening. That's why you have right. to go That's to what a I'm stylist. Saying. Gotta need, like, you know, just take a little a little bit of like an eyebrow crayon. Go ahead. Just fill in the other side. That's what you got to do because it's, really? it's all white over That's here. What you got to do. Wow. Just fill, it, just fill it in a little that. bit of a, a top, a top brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. This Nobody's stuff you can know. get, this dye you can get. Yeah. Would, uh, you know, make that very useful and dark. I took a black sharpie and did it. Did you I, don't want to, I don't want to say what it looks a like. A black sharpie. What's the matter with yes, you? Yes, yeah, you don't, Jocko, you don't, definitely don't want to go there. I, you, I'm, you understand I'm, where I'm, 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 I'm looking I'm, at? I'm, 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 I'm tracking where you're going. You don't okay, need thank the, you. Hey, Walmart. I'm on the radar. Walmart, we, we, you're on the radar, buddy. You and should go to uh, bright, and uh, we don't need to explore that anymore. I'm going, I'm going I only, stealth I can only right imagine now. what JJ would come up with if he ever even got close to that. Oh, he gets 20 I'm going minutes. stealth right now. 20 minutes. Hey, JJ, you should go to Pistol Pete's place there with the thing, with the hairstylist, the French twist. They'd love to get their hands on you. Uh, I'm not familiar with where he goes. Oh, okay. We'll have to talk off here. Yeah. Send me the. Uh, okay, he'll tell you all about it. That the uh, bralette is a big feature. It's probably uh, at that they, uh, boutique. They probably wear bralettes in this. I got to look that up. I have no idea what you're talking French about. French twist. That's how far out I am. French twist. I mean, women's fashions. Women, women want to be respected. Oh, here, here it comes. Right? This is the money shot. Here wow, it comes. Hold on. Here we go. Hang here on, here it comes. Women's fashions. Go ahead, one one. Go ahead, one one. And I think the women's fashion industry is out to uh, carefully select the right women to represent their clothing designs. But it, to me, it doesn't seem like they're respecting women. They're like making women a total sex object, which I thought they objected to. I just looked at the cover of Rolling Stone. Go ahead. So this is was on the cover of said earlier in the program that when you see porn, you know it. Yeah, well, now, yeah, you know. now you're telling well, me that so. you're somehow doing Gloria Stein are having copies together. Yep, but because uh, you're you're a, you you. I, I want to make sure I get this on. I get this out correctly. Go ahead. You you were the one that out telling me that you find it offensive to objectify women. No, I, I didn't find it offensive. I find that there's a there's a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's there's the exact opposite going on of what the women's movement or the women's culture really want to see happen in this country or in the world for that matter. Go ahead. And I see that. Uh, 
if it was up to the you know, fashion industry, yes, the women's fashion industry, it'd be the the exact opposite. We yes. want women to be the uh, the sex object that we've always wanted them to be. You know, since the days of uh, Marilyn Monroe. Here's before, the thing, though. That. Yeah. Can I just throw in? Right? Yeah, they, let me just throw this in. Okay, first of all, the fashion industry is a big, big business. Okay, it's big, 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 it, big, right. big business. That. Okay. And, I learned that in the Devil Wears Prada movie, which right. I watched about twenty times. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. And, <laughs> watched and, it the other night. So, so twenty times. Who I can buys? act in that movie. I know all the dialogue now. Right. I know. Every, oh I know God. that movie the way I, I know see the you as Meryl Club. Club. I'm going to have to watch it. Yes. I, I could be the Stanley Tucci. Help me, Cobra. I'm reaching for the nineteen right now. Please. No, no, no. Let me let me ask JJ this. Okay. Who who buys these fashions though? I mean, who buys it is like you know buyers for women's clothing stores and stuff like that, and it kind of like trickles down the line. But 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 I know that I know what you mean. But I think that fashion models are basically there to attract female buyers. Other women, yeah, other women, yeah, other women. Yep, exactly. It's job. Can I? I just want to. Can I say one thing? You know, like you were talking about how the women want you to look at them, whatever. I remember when we used to be policemen and then we became police officers, right? So we had all these women on patrol, right? So right. I would walk into the precinct and it would kill me. But, you know, I had a female partner at one time for a little bit. Okay. And Busy I just moving. walked in myself and left the door closed, like right in the face. You what? She's like, why wouldn't you hold the door for me? You let the said, door. Why? I wouldn't hold it for the guy. If it was What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Why would you, you hold the door for her? Boys? Come on. Why, would, why wouldn't you hold the door for her? Dude, it wasn't like I went out of my way to, because if you do, it's like, oh, you uh, treat me like a woman. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. Yeah, that, that, that only comes exactly. up on TV yeah, shows, believe me. Yeah, don't worry. Ask a woman. Ask a woman. I, I would hold the it. door for anyone. Right. Right. Hate, right. 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 I don't exactly. care. I'll hold the door. But I I mean, I wouldn't just let it swing Exactly. And that's how I was brought up to do that for everybody. Let me ask you. But they did not want to be single. You're asking the wrong question. they? Don't they? You never know. You're asking the wrong question, though. Would you put your coat over a big puddle for a woman? This is hard days night. Max, hard days night. I love that toe? scene. Let me ask my Raven wife, a question. Mother, whatever. Let me ask Raven a question. And then I might get smacked if you don't. No one's going to get smacked. Raven, if a guy opens, holds a door for you, okay, isn't it a nice gesture? Yeah, I always say thank sure you. Do you and remember? I do the weird little run, but like I'll hold a door for a guy. Like okay, if a all right, but, but still, don't you? Store, right, you know, so Raven, but Raven, Raven I'm, I'm not going saying to tell do the weird do. run to the door so that he's not standing there. No, no, there but I'm just saying. Five seconds holding the door. JJ area with you here, just very quickly, because I, you know, I treat you more as a, as a, as I mean, co-host, obviously, but you're more in the daughter category to me as we. I gotta edit uh, this. You know, if I spoke, but go ahead. I I've always believed that men hold the door for women to check out their derriere. Oh come on! Uh, All right, let's go. I have Draco, an, get ready. Pretty good authority that women, you never thought of that. Women do the same thing. That's, yeah, you, you're all very good liars. Wow, uh, not me for the rest of the male panel. Not I mean, me. you know, that I feel like that's something no, that um, some girls do, but not a lot all of girls, girls do. Why? I'm not what? one of those girls. Let us hear it because though. I I have other ways of you know. Tell us a girl things, secret. So yeah, right. it's just Mac, bel- other it's ways of looking me. at things. <laughs> Mac, help yeah. me out here because I'm gonna help Raven before she gets <laughs> buries herself beyond one one. Go ahead. <laughs> the thing is this: I, I'm not saying that that was my personal belief, but yes. I'm saying that the world became a place where yes, if you did that, you were not doing the right thing anymore all right let me just my whole upbringing was you do the right thing all right okay all right but here's the thing it's the same idea as leaving a lot for a waitress 
for you know tip of them is oh, that yeah. you know it, you, it will make them re, it will make I would them do it if it remember was you or female, right don't matter right waving once you you know if, if some guy open you know, holds the door for you does a nice kind of polite gesture and you're in a restaurant or whatever if you happen to see him again you're gonna say he's this the guy who held the door for me right I would just take my top off <laughs> see like, yeah, my, my so point much. exactly. Jocko. You like brawlets? That's, that's really the <laughs> like I was brawlets? trying to save you. You see, I was trying to save you. I wow. said that. I'm trying to oh save you. You didn't have to save you. Down the path so, all right, Jocko. We're on like Mac after dark. Yeah, right. yeah we're definitely we're, Mac, you know, Mac we're on dusk. a different part of the flight plan. Let's show you when we get back to our primary destination. I, yes. Jocko, Jocko, there's been reports that you have information about the UK. UK. UFOs. We got a lot of listeners in the UK. I'm going to tell you, I, I just looked up this brawler thing. Go ahead. It looked like a sports bra. Okay, all yeah, right. The there we go. 1980s, we called that a sports bra. <laughs> the beauty of it is it's I wish the entire top. At this yeah, point, it's, it's, sports it's, a, it's bra more of a fashionable thing. Can I tell you something? Yeah, it, Dude, look up a sports bra. It's okay. a sports bra. I wish, well, not really. I wish at this point Bob the Ghost would go get me a beer because it's a long way into the refrigerator. Yes. And I need one really quick. So you listen. Jojo, well, listen, you have a report. Now. You have a report. We have 15 minutes left. You have a report about cops in the UK chasing the foe and then like, the, the defense ministry stopped them or something? Well, they said in the beginning of the report. Go ahead. And this was down in Devon. So Devon. In, I don't know where that is exactly. I've heard uh, of it. Down south, I think. In England. Go ahead. Uh, the, quote, the quote at the beginning of the story was, this happened in October 24th, 1967. Go ahead. And it's, the story was rewritten about 19... In 2020, they came back to it. Yes. But the, the quote at the beginning is, we just gently been asked, we've just gently been asked to sweep it under the carpet. It didn't happen. That's what they said. But we know what we saw. And so these two cops, these constables, who look like, you know, outstanding members of the community, said they uh, it was quiet, the quiet, and you might want to pay attention to this, Mr. One one. Mm -hmm. Quiet rolling countryside between Heatherly and Hollingsworthy in West Den Devon may look as different to Area 51 as the baking Nevada desert, as you can imagine. But in the spot in 1967, there was a UFO sighting which baffled experts for years. It was October 24th, and police constables Roger Wiley, as in the Coyote, and Clifford Waycott were patrolling the A3072, I'm assuming it's a highway, it between is. the two remote Devon towns. In the chilly hours of early morning, the two officers spotted that what later became known as the Devon Cross, a brightly illuminated star-spangled cross capable of incredible speed and agility hovering just over the tree line. They claimed it was around the size of a commercial aircraft, the officers who were just outside Heatherly at the time tried to approach the object, making it as close as 400 meters before it started moving again. They said they had the impression that this thing was watching them. After reporting it to Oakhampton Police Station, they set off in pursuit, hitting speeds up to 90 miles an hour as they tried to keep up. But it was to no avail. It was simply too quick for them as they spent almost an hour pursuing this bizarre uh, pursuing this bizarre object the the officers even woke up a man asleep in his car in a lay-by i guess that's like a little rest area uh a 29 year old holiday maker from luton by the name of christopher garner he confirmed what the officers had seen 
God, this guy sounds like he might have been a little bit intoxicated and maybe couldn't drive. So I don't know how good his confirmation of this was. Go ahead. So the extra police units were dispatched to the scene, but found nothing. It definitely, this is, sorry, wait, I lost my place here. Excuse me. It's okay. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely there and definitely either manned by some sort of being or remote controlled. Uh huh. It was definitely being controlled to view our cars at PC Wiley in black and white news footage from the time. Hmm. It was no question whatsoever if it was a figment of my imagination. On various points of its journey, I was attaining high, it was attaining high altitude and it was down to treetop level at other times. Wow. There were no sound that I heard at all. There was no outside sound apart from the car itself. Constable Wiley just said, here we go then. And we drove off after it, continued PC Wycott. Uh-huh. It was just in front of us. We were traveling very fast. The acceleration of it was terrific. So we never got under it to hear any sound. The episode baffled police and the RAF denied it was anything to do with them. They insisted no craft capable of both hovering on the spot and supersonic speeds had been invented. Interesting. Yet, I guess. 67, yeah. yep. I think we can do that now, right? And uh, not long afterwards, officials from the Ministry of Defense were sent in as an investigation began, results from which were classified until 2005. Hmm. I don't know why it would be classified for so long if it was nothing, right? Probably 25 years or something. Go ahead. Yeah, probably something. Data. Is there a limit how how much that, how long that each, stuff should be classified? I think each thing is different. You're just saying, stuff from Lincoln's assassination is still classified. Right. Yeah, so, so government can set whatever date that they. Yeah, want. they can just keep extending okay. codes and stuff. Uh, the, the officers are questioned while also being reminded that they were both bound by the Official Secrets Act. Mm-hmm. It was not the first UFO sighting in Denver, uh, Devon, around that time. In April 1967, a dome-shaped object was sighted over Brixton at around 1,600 feet at noon for approximately one hour. Mm. There was also a brief UFO sighting in Oakhampton on October 5th, just three weeks before the police officer's own experience. Four witnesses from a company called Sterling Hatcheries reported to Oakhampton police that they've seen through binoculars a brilliant white semicircular spherical object like an inverted parachute for two hours Mm. from 8.50 a.m. It apparently lay in the direction of Oakhampton Camp to the south of the town, and over the two-hour period of observation, it moved horizontally at an attitude of about 50 degrees. Mm. That's a two. Um, and when the, the MOD gets into their report, that's the best part, yeah, i yeah. tell you, because just to give you a little heads up here, it gets better. Three days after the Headley sighting, there was an incident involving a UFO in Cheshire. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, why do I keep losing my place here? Mm. My computer is a little wacky. We're still in Devon. The information it's moving around. Well, there's another town yep. near it. I guess it's a county, and then there are different towns around it. So it says, you know, in in fact, October '67, a prolific month for, was a prolific month for UFO sightings. Three days after the Heatherly sighting, there was an incident involving a UFO in Cheshire, coincidentally spotted also by police officers. Again, it was described as bright, cross-shaped, and traveling at about a thousand feet this time traveling in a northeasterly direction. Hmm. About 15 minutes later, another constable at the Matram in Long, Longendale, Long, Longendale sure. reported seeing something similar, although this was probably the same object that the officers on the Cheshire Police Force could see. Yep. To some, the spate of UFO sightings was confirmed, was confirmation that they were not alone, while others speculate 
They have been down to some Cold War spy plane development, either by Russia or the West. Go ahead. Time was certainly done nothing to lessen the doubt experienced by the two officers near Houndsworthy. Okay. In an interview in 2004, Wiley said, it was something that I hadn't seen before, I haven't seen since, and something that nobody can explain exactly what it was. No explanation has been given to us by anybody, and we haven't asked, said Wycott. <laughs> Let me ask this. Let me ask this then, okay? I'm going to okay. throw it to Coco real quick. So we're we're it's so we're nineteen sixty. Well, I, I can tell you before you ask him what they said it was. Yeah, I just want to throw the yeah, Okay, but let me just uh, I'm gonna okay, go ahead. we'll see if he's right. So nineteen sixty seven, okay, it's quite a while ago. And sometimes when people see stuff that is, you know, secret or unusual, they 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 have this tendency to enhance, you know, what it was really doing, okay? But what in sixty seven, mm. I, I mean all I can think of is like a Harriet jet, maybe a Harriet jet can hover in. I don't know. If, I don't think it's going to go supersonic immediately. But what else could it have been that we haven't heard about well, since? It's it's so long ago. Wouldn't we have seen something like this? Um, I can't think of anything in the '60s that matched that. You know, you look at SR 71s you look at uh, U2s, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. They're the only really far end technology that was being fielded everything else the thing that's always amazing about these reports and i and i like the law enforcement uh people because there's a certain level of training that yeah, goes they with train it. you know yeah, sure. they, you know they spend some time getting um knowing how to observe and how to, to put things down yeah i was going to bring uh, that up yeah, thank you but trained to observe you know this particular thing is they kept saying there was no sound yeah they didn't get yeah, underneath funny. it but you know you don't hear sound yeah that to weird. me really and then, then when you talk about later on, Rendlesham and a few of the others. Right, and, yeah. Right. Uh, Sounds like that. They experienced when they were close to it, like almost uh, like they were around something that was radiating some kind of energy. You know, talk, they talk about nausea. They talk about feeling yeah. sensation on their skin, their hair standing up. You know, like some kind of a large electrical driving system, you know, that's, that's putting out a magnetic or an electrical field. That's what really blows my mind away when I hmm. <laughs> You know, you see lights, and we've talked about why would there be lights, and you know, we've had that yeah, you know, right, that yeah. debate. Uh, you know, sometimes I think it's partially because it's part of the drive system. It's partially because of what's being required to make the thing, you know, fly or do whatever it's doing. Mm -hmm. But when you have the absence of sound, that's no weird. balloon technology yeah, is doing strange, that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's always is what's most intriguing about this is. Well, people don't talk about the sound because it's, to me that tells you there's something very, very. So it can't be a jet. Well, it can't well, be a well, Harry. Well, they jump figured jet. it out why it didn't have sound. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So they said, okay, so we've just been gently asked to sweep it under the carpet. It didn't happen. That's what they said, but we know what we saw. The Ministry of Defense had come up with an explanation, but it was one they did not reveal until 38 years after the incident. They blamed, you ready? Go ahead. The planet Venus. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, Ooh. she always makes a, a big appearance. Yeah. Very far away. Can't hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Very yeah, far funny. away. Can't hear it. And, you know, the whole thing with the uh, the brawlet being this, you saw off, you really? said, yeah. with the over apartment. Yeah. Well, well there by are Mars, he pulls the brawlet off. Wow. There, there, was, there was helicopter technology <laughs> that I've been around where they really spent a lot of time on, on, on minimizing the noise, the sig mm -hmm. signature. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when it blew at night, it, it was very hard to detect. Um, and it, it, it had lights on it, and it was moving around. It could give some of those, but in the 60s, That's that technology of. was still very, very early. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know, it, 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 it wasn't at the level the way this is described. So, um, so, but, but wouldn't it be if it, so if, like I, I was thinking before, is that if it was some kind of secret weapon, I mean, something that 
could havoc and do all these things and then just like shoot off at, in an incredible speed. Wouldn't we know about such a technology by now because it was so long ago? Sure. It was like 50 years ago. I, I would think so. I mean, th- th- some of the, the stuff that was developed for use in Vietnam that has that made it's it's further on you the compromises that had to be made to have the helicopter be very quiet yep. i mean you can convince people at night um that a helicopter looks like it's going supersonic it, yeah 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 can. it's funny it, yes yep it's just the way your eye works how you know you you're on your uh, rods your cones are not effective at night just the whole way that whole game plays you can really do that a yep. lot of deceptive work and really think people think it's going much faster than it is but what you're talking about, what this thing sounds like, Mac, is that what we talk about the triangle aircraft that's seen all over the Northeast and, mm-hmm. and through there, where it, it, it has like a hovering capability. It, it, it's, it's got the, the little bits of light that's on the bottom, and it moves in, in, in very strange ways. It reminds me a lot of the Hudson Valley sightings that occurred in the 80s okay. uh, that we've talked about on the show a number of times <laughs> right. um, over the years. And I just I don't see the direct tie-up technology-wise how that fits. I should say you know, here, Venus uh, is not going to jump around the uh, in a thousand right. feet a second no, to top level. You Venus know what I mean? Is, Even if they're moving or not, and uh, it, it keeps saying, you know, at its brightest, Venus is only outshone by the moon at night. But there were times when they saw this in, in daytime, eight fifty a.m. And uh, yeah. it says the, uh, it frequently vanishes from the night sky, with successive appearances happening eighteen months, nineteen months apart. Also, um, Venus never ventures more than 47 degrees away from the sun, so it tends to hug the horizon closely. I have a question. There are many, there are many people report seeing UFOs, including the people at Oak Hampton. Right. Officers claim that they have been looking at the Northeast when they first saw it. The, the funniest thing is they have this uh, MOD report in his apartment here where they still say it was Venus, and they say, policemen of things were in Heatherland. Yes. A winding road. The light appeared to have... Uh, had to move when the policemen chase it. Not said they're telling a lie. We're not trying to say that they were being unreasonable. Go ahead. But we still think kind of like they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like well, that's how it was. And, and if, that, if Venus is the cause, then, you know, why are things classified for 25 years? Right, right. right and exactly. then, you know, 38 years later, now question. we come out with the Venus. Can I ask a question here, though, please, to Juan Juan? Yeah. Juan Juan, that uh, link you just sent me, where are the browlets in that link? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. But we're I, still looking? I just okay, see. all right, all right. I just see. Uh, oh, here they are. Okay, all, all right. Now I see. Yeah, no. We're bralettes. Sit down the bottom. I got about a paragraph left. I can wrap okay, this go ahead. Up while we're looking, let's go. Let's wrap it up. We're looking for bralettes. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Go right ahead. The shopping from Mother's Day, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm telling so you. Keep working, sports, Just look up sports bras. Uh, no, I see. Alien yeah. reports continue to this day. Over 2015, 16, and 17, there were 10 reported sightings to Devon and Cornwall police. According to Freedom of Information requests, two in Exeter, two in Plymouth, Two in Red, Red Ruth and one in Hollington, Darwish, Toro, and Falmouth. Yes. The nature and probably the veracity of those reports vary, with one caller claiming an alien was stood in the corner of their room. <laughs> Another saying he was only taking part of his medication and now seeing aliens. <laughs> While the third stated she saw a UFO being chased by a stealth jet up the MI5. Mm. Unsurprisingly, police view a large number of these claims with uh, skepticism. Yes, In fact, yes. they concluded that eight of the ten reports involved individuals with mental health issues that are therefore not indicative of extraterrestrial sightings. Go ahead. The other two incidents in Falmouth and Plymouth in 2016 
both involved, quote, individuals who were recorded as sounding heavily intoxicated. <laughs> that's, no, that's no reason to blame them. Uh, my, my, only, my, my own opinion of this thing is similar to what Cobra was saying. Go ahead. Police officers from the very beginning are trained observers. I don't yes. care what anybody tells you. Go ahead. I, I think I told this story before. Um, I wouldn't. The day I went to take the test for the police department, the yes. written test, I sat down. They showed us these pictures and drawings of a crime scene. Go ahead. I said, okay, take a look at this. You know, all right, this is what you'll be dealing with. And I right, hand it back. I went through the test. 25, 30 minutes later, the next part of the test, they gave us a blank piece of paper. Go ahead. Recreate what you just saw mm -hmm. in that first thing. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you look at you look at uh, the Seven Elevens and the convenience stores. Yes. Those little numbers on the doors. Yes. Mm -hmm. That sort of clerks can tell you how tall these guys. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. I always attention to that. Wow. Okay. You know That's uh, the place they have a million dollars of uh, security cameras, making over fifty thousand dollars at Twinkies. Well, I guess that was before you know <laughs> they had all that stuff, but it was because the guy would be so nervous or whatever. Yeah. 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 He could just be say. able to tell. But a police officer's trained. Yes. In that kind of situation, you got to be on a swivel head. You know, you got to be frosty. You yes. got to be looking. <laughs> 360 because you don't know who's coming after you or what's going to happen here. Right. So that's one of the biggest things we're always told to be aware of our surroundings. I just want to uh, being Make aware sure of us. I'm being aware of our surroundings. I should inform our listening audience that Coco has changed his background from <laughs> some kind of dog fighting type thing to what I'm going to guess a bralette. Is that right, CC? Yes, and, and I just I wanted to make sure that I reflected the uh, this uh, these are all made in Britain. Uh, these bullets oh, have been wow. seen uh, during the day there. and at night by many police officers, and these are produced in Britain. Uh, Raven, do you want to God just tell us? God save the Britain queen. Britain is so cool. God save the queen. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to we'll her. We'll see about that. The jury's still out. Uh, uh, Raven, can you describe for us guys what's going on here? Um. So, I mean, this is basically what, you know, any 20-something would wear to the club. Okay. On any given night, whether regardless of the weather, is it underwear? Um, it's like a, it's a camisole, but um, Once less. What's again? With a bra. Foreign. With, foreign word to me. You know? Camisole is it? So is it something that's is it underwear or is it just something you wear kind of outerwear underwear? It's, it's both. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, wow. You need the you need <laughs> the support and you have the fashion to go with it. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's so yeah. It's, it's there you like, go. You know, one one. You should be a copy underwear editor. bra. And you got to wear something over it. This this uh, is all in one. Huh. This is an it's an everything. I mean, really? honestly, you could wear this to bed, uh, a yeah. funeral maybe. Hang on. Um, really? A, a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. This is an all in all one around, really, fashion yeah. piece. Huh. Well, you learn yeah. something new every show, don't you? I've I've I, you know, I didn't know it till one once started bombarding. I tried to find a camouflage one for you to, you know, be more in line with camouflage the, uh, would be cool. Yes. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure they have that yeah, on the I, website I, that give me a couple seconds here. Maybe I can dig something up for you. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Huh? Check one of my catalogs That'd be cool. here. <laughs> I gotta ask Jocko a question because he talked about an area that I want to visit as soon as possible. Two minutes. All these the, this stuff you're talking about is in the town of Devon. Devon. Right? That area, yeah, that's what it's called. The area of Devon. Go ahead. And while you were talking, I just Googled Devin because I I never heard of the joint. Okay. Okay. What do I know about the UK? With a thousand pictures of girls named Devin came up, but go ahead. <laughs> Actually, pretty close. But right. uh, <laughs> uh, there was a website where there was forty different things. De apparently, Devin is a hot spot for it's different stuff happening. Yeah. Weird paranormal. A lot things. of stuff. Weird stuff Either goes on. Structures over there. Yeah. or visitations or creatures. See, but that's that, can I just it's interrupt crazy. you for a second? The reason is, I think. Uh, is that it has such an ancient history. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The Romans were there 
1,200 years ago, you know, and, and a lot of stuff has happened there. And I think it's just whatever causes this, you know, paranormal stuff. I think stuff. folks are also in tune to it, Mac. I think the, uh, yeah, the, a little uh, more, yeah. the islanders there are much more in tune yeah. to it. And it's small. That's another thing, too. I mean, when you look at the size of England, you can consider all the trouble they've caused around the world, you know, over the, right? It's a small place, you know, but they're forward yeah. thinkers, I guess. So, uh, listen, I just want to just an update uh, to our listeners. Coco has found a camouflage bralette, apparently. Um, you know, what's the price tag on that? I'm going to say 40 bucks. <laughs> you know, I, I think you could probably uh, walk away with that and some change. Really? Uh, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I have coupons, so, you know, just let me know. Put the, cu- I, put I the coupon code in. I want it. Yeah? Yeah, really? Yeah? You. Okay. <laughs> well, how much t- how much money do we have in the show fund? I'll have to, I'll have to check the jar. Okay. I'll check the jar. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's better than the last time when he checked the jugs. You know what that got us? Oh, like, wait, us, hey, You know, some pretty nasty the, email. Wait so. a minute. Nothing in there. He's using it to upgrade his wife. Well, I'm going uh, to send a tease out to the audience now. So uh, you guys who know this, don't say anything. But um, we are on the cusp of being invited to speak at one of the largest UFO festivals in the country, right? Would you say that's uh, accurate there? Yes. Raven yes. and CC? At the UFO festival? We will, uh, yeah, we can't I've say. I've never been, but I would say. We can't no, say their name. Down at Exeter, yes. Can't say their name. Can't say their name. But we are on the list. Okay, on the list. And all I can say is the last time we spoke at, we won't mention the name of the, the festival either, the UFO festival, but it was a wild weekend, man. That was like uh, insane. Do you remember it that? It was wild. Switchy came up and... Uh, Spent a lot of time down the Thirsty Moose and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. But when is it supposed to be? We don't know. We're gonna we if we have an official announcement, we will make it. But the problem is, is that you know when they hear it's us, they say, "Yeah, let's get those guys," and go, and then they go, "Well, let's think about this a little bit because <laughs> then we caused a fight in the in the in the audience there when they're asking us questions. Remember that? Remember they started swinging each other or something? Those two people. <laughs> Yeah, we got more uh, people. If I can, if I can get there, I can carry my things. guns, and that fight will be over right away. Well, let's see. Let's hope. Let's keep our fingers crossed, okay? Because it would be funny, and I got a feeling it'd be a kind of a crazy weekend again. So maybe I can, maybe I can join you on Zoom. We'll have a big screen. We'll have a big screen. So, you know, once again, we got a, we got a, a way to go, but it'll be funny if it uh, if it actually comes true. Anyway, that would be kind of cool to have a screen because JJ, you know, might not be in the uh, USA, and we'd have Jocko on. We'd have him behind us. Yeah, is that too many moving parts? Too much, too much stuff. Should we Maybe call him Michael Bay? For that. Michael Bay. I think would, that's you know? like too many things. Okay. I feel like that's pretty normal nowadays. Yeah, right? well, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny to have a screen. Anyway, so that might happen. Who knows? So I might as just swing right into the plugs here. Okay. First of all, if you want a bag of swag, now I got exciting news. As it turns out, with the bag of swag, please. If you want a bag of swag from um, the radio show, Mac Maloney's Military X Files show, just go to uh, macmaloney.com, hit the contact button, and send us your mailing address. Okay, not your email address, but the mailing address. We will get a bag of swag out to you. Uh, too sweet. Uh, but I've been holding off in the past couple of weeks because we are now getting magnets. Magnets in the in the the form of a little logo. You know, I love magnets. Put in your yeah yeah the whole stuff up and that's coming through. Hold stuff up. Yep, and in and, and this huge order of a box of box. You like the bralette of holding yeah. stuff up. There you go. <laughs> you make a Mac Maloney bralette. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Signed signature series right there. <laughs> you know, it's got to be. You got to. It, it's got to be heaven to be a chick these days, doesn't? 
<laughs> really? What? No. No. Sometimes Why would you uh, say that, Wawa? We've talked about I mean, this. Not everything we have in our head should come, come Is this your outside come, voice? Coming out our mouth. <laughs> but why would you so say that, Wawa? options, so little time. You know, it's just <laughs> oh. crazy. A guy, you know, guys come and go and do things and eh, they'll get a second look. But chicks, whew, so many things to do. There he goes again. Wow. So much variety. So what is the uh, color so of the sky options. in this world? I'm going to say bright yellow. What do you say? Coco, what'd you say? Yes, Mac. I think a bright yellow, bright yellow, goldish kind of thing would be. The awful yellow sky. The dreadful yellow sky is a big bestseller. Using. Go ahead, Raven. You're about to say something about what I want to say, please. Bright yellow what? A cami? <laughs> sky. A camisole? No, no. A, a bralette? <laughs> See how it goes? I was saying the sky in Juan Juan's world is probably bright yellow. But. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I would well, go for that for sure. Really? Yeah. 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 I like that. I would say a prefer... bright yellow or like a, a turquoise, like sea foam, you know, something yeah, yes. whimsical. Whimsical, yeah, that would be the uh, yeah. okay. All right, well, I prefer a pretty and chartreuse. If uh, if if one one gets his way, because he likes to say chartreuse, I can't he, believe it hasn't come up tonight. He was saying no, he prefers pretty and pink. That's what pretty I like. and pink. There you go, famous John Such Hughes movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, she's like about eighty-five years old. Though. She's older than uh, Martha Stewart. He, I, yeah, I was listening to an old name? show, Margie Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Someone, someone on a, on a show about two or three weeks ago, someone Googled how old Martha Stewart was, and she's 80 years old. Unbelievable. It was me. Really? It was me, because I didn't know. Holy cow. And Snoop is hitting that? That's, that's, I know it. That's inappropriate, really. I love Hitting him. it hard, too. Is, it, is that right? Is that what you're hearing? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. They have such a great relationship. Huh. Okay. So listen. Juan, Juan, where do you get that information? Can I answer? He's connected. Uh, the He's interweb. Connected. Yeah, the interweb. Uh, metaverse. It's true. The worldwide web. <laughs> wow. Gotta be true then. Gotta Let be me ask you I didn't get it at the public library. Real quick. Sure. Real quick. We'll probably cut this out, but but think about it for a second, okay? When Will Smith had got up and smacked the guy, if he wasn't Chris Rock, well, if he was The Rock. No way. No way, man. No, no way. Anyway. Even with Samuel I'm I'm Jackson, say that. Get I thought this. Chris Rock actually st- Stood there like a man. And, well, yo, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did. He looks. You don't see. It. He didn't know it was he, coming. That's just, for sure. You know, like okay. You know, you just acted out, and <laughs> we're on. You know, there's like six people watching the Oscars, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. want to offend them. Well, so let's uh, just just move on. I mean, and then he, you know, he. Yeah. I, I thought he was probably the class act. I t- he is one of the funniest guys. I, I think he's one of the funniest comedians out there. He's really. fun. He's, he's coming he's to the Bean Town. He's I know five week five dance at the uh, Wilba. But yep. um, but here's here's the thing. I was supposed that, to go to a show there, and it got canceled. Oh really? Yeah, it's a nice place. Here's the thing that I thought. You know, only because I'm you know, looking at this through a uh, PR guy's eyes. We only have a couple a minute left. Like when I look at him walking up there and hit him. At first, it looked like a Hollywood punch to me. Okay, right, like right, you know what right. I mean. But then yeah. people say, no, if you look at it, you can hear it, and he open, mm-hmm. he hit him with an open hand, right, which is mm-hmm. supposed to hurt. I thought they called it a beast slap or something, you know. It, it, yeah, but it's supposed to hurt more than a punch, you know. So he slapped right. them, but it, it's used a lot in Hollywood. Okay, Listen, I slapped a lot of guys. That bitch slap in the face. It's it a just bitch hurts slap. It's mentally a bitch. and physically. That's right. The mental part is even worse. That's right. right. Yeah. But but then you think, okay, as you say, six people are watching the Oscars. Well, they're going to watch them now. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, the Oscars is everywhere. Maybe. Everywhere. Never happened again. Everybody's going to Well, there's not enough WWF, so then you got Oscars once a year to look at. Well, I'm saying, like, if the idea was to. The tag team ring match of of (laughs) overpaid, 
egomaniacs. That I agree with. Yeah, yeah, guys who don't know where reality begins. Well, some of them are like really that. Yeah. Some of them are like that. Believe, you know? yep. But you see, it's you're like an athlete. And all of a sudden, you know, you go from some chump and someone's giving you like $20 million a year for like doing nothing, you know, like guaranteed. Right. You, know, who, you know, who wouldn't think that they were special or whatever, you know? And they see everyone else. Entertainers. It, it, it's the front of all entertainers. And most of these are About half of them. I half agree. of them are dicks. And, and the other half are just kind of regular people who appreciate what, that's that's what I think, you know. Like, you, I would agree. I would I would say there's that like that pocket where it's people that are regular people, you know, like who've made it. Off the top of my head is like Keanu Reeves. Right, he's yeah, made he's it. A good regular guy. guy. Right. He's yeah. a regular Definitely up there guy. in the yep. top five. To me, no. my all-time favorite, Denzel Washington, class yeah, act everywhere. Guy, yeah. yep. there, yes. he, you know, he, he kind of cooled that whole situation out. Yeah, you know, he had to go in and straighten him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, but but. He always picks really good movies to be in, if you notice. You know, he's never he in these like shit, uh, yeah. crappy movies. Malcolm X. I don't like what's oh. his name, the director there, the little guy there, but Malcolm X is an incredible movie. With oh Denzel my God. We, but, Malcolm X is like, you can't stop chemistry watching. Chemistry was, was, was great. I mean, yeah. and who's the little Denzel guy? Washington who's that guy is, with the Knicks guy. Who's that guy, Jocko? People learn the truth about it, really, about Malcolm and all that. Jocko, who's that guy? Who's that director there? Uh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee running around at the freaking Knicks Spike games, Lee. right? I was like, who are you talking what about? Yes. What a clown. Sit, the f- sit down, dude. <laughs> it's a, first of all, it's the Knicks. But, you know, you, you, hey, 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 hey. you have to but the it. movie was good. It's fun, funny how that happened. That's a good movie. Yeah. All those other movies are like really fucking really kind of nutty. But that's a really, really good movie. And, and just engrossing that. the character is just engrossing the way that Denzel plays them. You know, it's mm-hmm. hmm, wow. You know, when, American you know, Gangster, you know, uh, Denzel watching American Gangster. Probably. Yeah. He's also. Yes. Yeah. Movies. One of the best movies of, of yeah. New York. That movie. See, that's yeah. a guy who's an actor. He's not just a movie star. He's he knows how to act. You know, right. You know, but, you know, no, Max, he's you also said, a guy off screen that just he's not caught up in this. He's he's humble. He steps up. Yep. He does stuff that needs to be done. That, yeah, it doesn't you know, take everything. The kid, it was, you know, he came from nothing, mm-hmm. disaster on top of disaster, and he's just he he cruises past all of it. Hey, he got paid came for out the other side yep. and, and is actually back. a good human being. Yeah, yeah I mean, he gives it, back. Yeah, and, and and but their their spirit is not affected by what they do for work. You know, that's Ex- you know, that's the thing. That's nah. where like, that, that line it, right. is blurry because right. there's so many people that are like, well, I'm just above this. <laughs> right. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was in whatever. You know, the guy with who you know the guy from uh, this is how much I got paid. I'm above that. And the, it's like, right. like a pompous a hole. You know, the guy from King of Queens. What's his name? Kevin James. Ever say Queen? King of Queen was funny. I mean, hey, we, we watch that. With. He, he, he's not he, even funny. He says, uh, don't look yeah. me in the eye. He doesn't he doesn't want people to look him in the eyes like Tom Cruise. Yeah, don't look like, me in the eye. Don't approach you? me. Shut I'm down sorry. the store. Hey, I can shut his eyes in the He's the fat guy. No, sorry. The fat guy from King of Queens. Boy, you know, who married the woman who would never marry him, really. But, you know, I mean, what the, what's the matter with these people? Why can't you appreciate? They're mental cases, Mac. They're playing people that are never going to be them. Yeah. They don't know who yeah. they are. They just know how to act like somebody else writes on a paper. Well, a lot of them are really like you got Robert De Niro, you yeah, know, yeah. threatening to kill the president, punch him out, and Johnny Depp, <laughs> the same thing. Don't say anything about, about Johnny Depp. Johnny he's, Depp. A, he's a cool him. guy. These guys I, are I, so I, out I, of it. They're so Johnny out Depp, of it. No, no, I don't agree. Johnny Depp, I think, just lives his life like, hey, you know, I'm just going to live my yeah. life the way. I don't care what anyone says, obviously. He got real. Amber Heard, let's be Let's know. be fair. But you know how you said before, you know, what's going to stop this kind of stuff? What stops them from that? I never Maybe Johnny Depp's into that. Listen, let me just say this, though. Okay, let me just say this about Johnny Depp. Okay, then we have to wrap it up soon. 
Johnny Depp was married to Amber Heard, okay? She has driven like four guys nuts. Nuts. (laughs) Raven is giving the thumbs down. But there's got to be, you know what I mean? There's got to be something maybe we can't understand that she would. And, you know, she's okay looking. You know, she's not the greatest. But there's got to, you know what I mean? It's like Ava Gardner and Frankie. You know, what's up with that? Something, yeah, yeah. You look at it and you go, what's up with that? But there's got to be something. I'm on something. Johnny's side with that relationship. Um, go ahead, Raven. Ava Gardner and Frankie? Well, you know, Ava Gardner drove Frankie crazy. You thinking crazy. of me and Farrow, maybe? No, Ava Gardner drove Frankie crazy. And and, and Frank, Frank Sinatra did the, first, high, he did the first concept album called In the Wee Hours in the Morning. All the songs about Ava Gardner, how when she broke up with him, he was just, you know, he couldn't live without her. I mean, as much as he was like a punk, he really kind of invented a lot of things. Whoa, 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 what? No, I didn't say a punk. You know what I mean, right? St. Francis, what? Yeah, there you go. Hey, Raven, you were going to say something. Raven, you're going to say something about what we were saying. What we were talking about. Go ahead. I just, I have so many things to say about this go because ahead. I, I feel like um, Amber Heard is a, a mentally ill manipulator. Go ahead. And you can cut this out if you want go to, but so, I think French. she's, she's awful. French. So. I, I think that she completely abused Johnny Depp to the point where he's afraid of her. I agree. You can see it. There yes. are interviews yeah. where he's physically afraid of her. Wow. And I, I agree. It's she's... that disconnect where, oh, only, wi- only women are uh, victims uh, at the hands of the, are victims. And, you know, women are, but men can be victims too. Like I tell and you, this, this is my time case. in the military, I dealt with this equal amount of spousal abuse where the wife was dishing it out and the, the husband, it had nothing to do with the physical size or capabilities. It was all those weird social things that, that, that were brought into it. Yeah, and uh, mama, mama, mama would square away pretty quick uh, some pretty tough situations. And guys were really embarrassed to talk about it was crazy, right. it's crazy you, can't, stuff. You, you can't do anything well, i'm sorry what's right. that i'm sorry yeah. mrs cover's calling me is the show almost over i don't want to get in trouble see i don't uh, <laughs> i see no, you punching out i don't believe that i'm right behind you anyway wow here we go so why don't we say this thank you uh let's go around the horn jocko thank you even though you have that ranger shirt on i know you're doing that just to sorry. antagonize me correct no, I, I just wore it what I wore today. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. That's what I put on. It's a wardrobe malfunction. It's the, it's yes, the only yeah. thing that didn't You're need to You're going to send me a memo. I don't know. I didn't okay. get the memo, so I don't know. What I'll send you a permanent memo. No no Rangers stuff, okay? Uh, really? Okay. okay. I'll see you back. Don't you agree those are dingy, crummy building? And anytime you see them on TV, it's they like they're playing it. in the freaking shadows. Beautiful. Terrible team. It's state of the art. Everybody copied it. Come on, 50 bucks right now. You want to say, I, I'll say they won't make it out of the first round. 50 bucks. Get out of here. See? Okay. He knows I'm right. I said, okay. I'll okay. All right. You want to make it 25 bucks? I said, I'll take 50. All right, 50. 50. Okay. That they don't make it. I tell you, so I got, they're going to make it win and go into the second round. I will bet you 50 bucks they don't make it into the second round. That they lose in the first round. One, one. Am I doing, am I drunk or am I making a good bet here? What you are know? you saying? You're saying you're losing yeah, in the first bet. round. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're losing in the first round. <laughs> right. Yes. I haven't really been following right? anybody except oh, the Bruins. Good. That's their like, I don't care. I'm glad I'm going to you for there's advice. A, there's a dozen teams that won't lose them. Okay. All right. We're, we're turning around. Pasternak has a hat trick. I mean, how many hat tricks is the guy going to Watch out for the Bruins. Jeez. Watch out for the Bruins. We just happen to be in the city of but watch That's out for problem. those. The Rangers got now. like 50 goal scorers all over the ice. Yeah, okay, they don't see what happens. One guy just go okay. They pass. I mean, obviously, you haven't read that. I haven't watched it. Like, go ahead. Yeah, but it, the swing man between, is uh, doing you know, pretty Gerard good. Gerard Gallant coaching and that whole attitude and that whole room. I'm telling you, man. This, this is, is a lot this more fun when we were talking about Borella. You ain't kidding. This, this <laughs> Sorry. No one ever thank talks you. about bull riding. Jack, right. I'd rather talk about Borella. All right, here we go. Figure this out, man. Write it down. I've never heard of this thing until. Until, until tonight. Around. 
Okay. First Hold round, on. they lose. You lose. <laughs> First round, they get through. I win. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. If they make it to the second round, I owe you 50 bucks. Okay. You keep it. I'm just going to laugh. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Right. No vig. Just 50 bucks. Yeah, Joko, thank you very much. much Coco, thank you very much, Coco. There oh, is his. He's probably, as always, back. Probably in bed. Much pleasure. Good evening. Okay. Taking your uh, kiss off signal and kiss breaking off. off the wing now. See you later. <laughs> Appreciate it. There hi, goes. Coco. Okay. Tell, tell Mrs. Coco I said hi. And hi, all hi. the animals. Hi, Say hi. hello to Chris. Hi, thank you. JJ, only because I'm saving the best to last. JJ, thank you for joining us. Uh, mid You're welcome. You know, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, mid-show, but cool. We brought you in hot. Did you know that? I loved it. Huh? Okay. I like being brought in hot. You're, right. You're a hot guy, man. Thank you much. Uh, Raven. Are you talking to me or one? I'm talking to one. Hey, I got to tell okay, you something. Good. Go ahead. Real quick. Every time I face somebody's <laughs> computer and I'm at their desk, yes. and then I get up, I say, okay, you should be all set. Yes. They sit on the chair, they go, Wow, this chair is so hot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we really, I hear that so many times. I'm going, how much that is a TMI. my butt? I don't know. I didn't think it was unusual. But it is too much, apparently. Too much. Wow. This is where the squeegees See, I'll never, are. I'll never unf yeah, that's yes, where the squeegees yes, come in. I never know. Now I know. <laughs> I can't unforget that. It all that. makes sense now. Yeah. I didn't realize it. I mean, they comment Thank about you, it. Raven. Thank you. Huh. Okay, so Wami, thank you anyway, for sharing I just want to throw that in there. Raven. I, I guess I was a little bit too late. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, good Thank friend. Thank you so much for having good me. Good witch up there in Sideways New York. Raven, you've been on the show for more than a year now, as it turns out. Wow. Okay? It's like a year and three months. Light, you know, yeah. just, just adding a lot of light to the show and, you know, kind of, you know, joviality. And someone uh, <laughs> described you as uh, quietly That's hilarious. Well, I'm glad I can provide really? that. Really? I you have say so that, much though? fun. I always learn things, so this is <laughs> really, yeah. We do. We all learn stuff in the huh? show. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, um, shout out to uh, Scotch and Water and also your cat, Friday. Thank right. you. I'll let them know. I don't know where they are. And next they week, uh, no tonight. hat. No hat. We can look forward to no hat. You had a story about the hat, but then it changed. It's Joe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Juan, Juan, you know, an answer to the text you sent me. Next week, no hat. No hat. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank him. When I should say, Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is a military organization that uh, builds homes for uh, troops who have been um, hurt, wounded in post 9 11 action. So that means the Afghani war and also the um, Iraqi war. They come home missing a limb or whatever, and they uh, build these houses that are just much easier on people like that. They're one story houses, low account of space, you know, not a lot of steps and stuff like that. They'll build a house for these people, and then they give them the key. They rip up the mortgage. They actually give them the house, and it turns out that 85% of the people, wounded vets, who uh, offered this opportunity go on to live productive, like really good lives, have families, and so on and so forth because they had this thing at the beginning of their um, you know, entrance mm -hmm. into the civilian world, right? They do a great job. Homeless for our troops, like almost 90 cents on the dollar that you donate to them goes to the charity. If you know the charity biz, that's like way, way high. Okay, Homeless for our troops, uh, Google them, see what they're about. Also, our friend. Uh, Rush Shop and his mad Englishman friends are putting back together a Mosquito warplane from World War II. It was made of wood, had two Rolls Royce engines on it, though, and um, it was so fast that uh, at certain parts of the war, they didn't put guns on them because they outran the bullets. They outran the bullets. Crying out loud. Okay, that's how imagine? fast they were. So they're putting this thing back together, and at some point, we'll check in with Coco here in a minute. It's going to be airworthy again, and they're going to. Uh, uh, bring people up for rides and so on. Juan Juan has agreed to take the first ride in it without a parachute. But uh, what's the uh, timeline there, Koki? 
I'd say we're uh, on track for about a two years. Uh, we should be getting pretty close to putting it together for ground runs. Wow, huh? Okay. So it's coming along. That's Sorry. cool. Besides all that, Ross is just an outstanding guy. Ross is a good guy. Ross Shop's a good friend of us. Uh, so anyway, he, he wants to uh, meet me in the UK and uh, show me around. Really? Yeah. He also gave me the name of somebody uh, in the Mosquito Project that wants to hook up with me. <laughs> really? So okay. I, don't know, I actually don't know what's going on there. I'm going to. Hopefully, it's not eradicating the insect somewhere. Sure. I think they're going to fit you for your little scarf. They're going to fit me for my scarf because they kept hearing me say I'm going to volunteer to be a, right. a test. A test passenger on this plane. Or at least listening to the show. Okay, cool. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> I love you, Juan. I'd like to go there and see the factory and everything. We I all mean, know. You know, the place where they're putting it together. Uh, so uh, once again, if you want to bag a swag, go to macmaloney.com and just to hit the contact button, send us your mailing address. We'll get the bag of swag out to you as quickly as we can. We're waiting for the magnets. As soon as the magnets come in, we'll throw those into the bag of swag with the pins and the decals and the, and the color pins and send the bag of swag. There's someone asking for the bag of swag. So well, I guess I'm just going to thank everybody for joining us, right? I thanked everyone, Coco, Raven, JJ, and JoJo. Thank you to yep. Chris R. for joining thank us. Uh, he was a good guy. And um, who else joined us? Do we know? That's Chris it. Uh, and Josh. I think. Well, thanks to everyone. And until this is Mac Morning for the entire gang, until the next time you hear from us, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>